Hello and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon, or Mutilus on Discord. This is Parker, go by one who parks on Discord. This is Jeremy, I go by just Jeremy on Discord. This is Aaron, I go by Mr. 49% on Discord. Uh, Aaron, I told you it's 51%. Mm. Not yet. (laughs) Yeah, not today. Reasonable people disagree. (laughs) It's 49 uh, I love making inside jokes to an audience. It's great. It's probably the best <laughs> media for every uh, joke ever. I listened to the last podcast. I understand what the joke is. I was here. Did we say that? I thought you we said that in the did. car. When, nope. You absolutely did. Oh, okay. I, I, I mean, the last three days. You actually, before, I was going to so. yeah, say, I could see how everything you did over this weekend completely erased everything you talked about right before. I'm this pretty weekend. sure I slept for a grand total of five hours from Tuesday to Sunday, yeah. so yeah, I could see how that is all a blur. But no, your last your last cast, you talked actually, you told several jokes about it. It was good. Okay, it was good content. All right. Uh, so anyway, uh, quick announcements. Uh, Parker, mm-hmm. you are at three thousand nine hundred. Excuse me, three thousand and ninety eight probationary episodes. Wait, um, why why did it go up? Which one? Oh, no, no, yeah, sorry. Because it was 3,097 before, right? 96, fine. I, I tried to get him with an extra Thank couple, you. I appreciate he's that. He's hip to the wise. All right. Uh, so, I don't know when we should do this. I guess we'll go ahead and do it now. So, for for people that are new listeners that don't understand this, well, back in the day, their original podcast, before Aaron even joined, we had... Um, Parker would do bad things, basically be a bad person in general ways, mostly missing podcasts. And so it would leave just me and Jeremy alone to record. And so we would give him probationary episodes. So he had to, basically until he worked off the debt, we got to be mean to him. (laughs) And so now you're wondering why we're mean to Parker. It's because he's earned this. We don't want to do this. He's really just asking us to. We've basically codified karma and the number is Mm 3,000-ish. Yeah. Yeah. But when so you might be, th- you might be thinking, well, guys, you've only have 162 episodes. How is it even possible that he's accrued 3,096? Well, well, the answer is we uh, we allowed um, because we're Americans, we decided to in- implement debt, <laughs> and so Parker borrowed against Bar Parker's borrowed against his future to try and dig himself out of this hole, uh-huh. and things have. Um, not gone well for Parker. You could it's say gone very spiral well down in general is the correct. Term. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so now, not in addition to being uh, an absentee person, he is also a bad gambler. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. And but because of this, he's learned a valuable life lesson. He will never gamble in real life. Yes, I don't. <laughs> I went to Vegas with all of you, and I found <laughs> like just what? I found eighty dollars in my bag that I didn't know was there, and that's what I was allowed myself to bet with. I didn't bring anything. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, so that that's what the probationary episode is for. So now we use them as a kind of currency, mm-hmm. uh, but it's mostly just because Parker has created this horrible system of debt that is uh, we'll never get out of. I think we will put a cap on it. I think if we'll get somewhere, we'll be like this is it. And like Parker shaves his head, and we get rid of all the episodes. Ooh, that, that first part's very key, though. Interesting. Like I could remove yeah. them all. Yeah. So, so in this fictitious, you know, hypothetical universe. You're saying if I shaved my head, I would have respect again? Is that something that would happen? <laughs> oh, hold on. No, 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 no. Let's not, let's not go that <laughs> okay. far. Okay. But no, we wouldn't no, no, be no. quite as mean to you. You'd be okay. even in some sort of 
just manner, but yeah. no sort of respect. It's kind of like those people that's okay. like you play a video game with them and they show up with like all the best gear and you're like, well, how did he get all that? And he's like, oh, he bought it. And you're like, mm, I don't really respect him, but like, I guess he wins. So that's fine. <laughs> he's like that. Shaving your head is the equivalent of pay to win. Okay. <laughs> I pay with my dignity, and so... I'm actually curious, does anyone know this statistic, how many human hairs there are per square inch? I mean, hairs differ, right? Which hair are we talking about? Right, was there like a a general, like, average or something? I wonder if, like, we could just, like, I get to shave a, a, a percentage of your scalp based on the number of episodes you have, and it's up to you if you shave the rest of it. The average hair density is between 100 to 200 hairs per square inch. However, Ooh. I think that's across the entire human body, and I'm sure it's it, it might be different on the head as opposed to the rest of you. Yeah, try scalp. Yeah, because based on that, that's like 12 or 12 or 15 square inches of your head. Yeah, the average. Yeah, this is of scalp. Average uh, hair density mm-hmm. is 100 to 200 hairs per square inch. A person with a high density hair might have as much as 300 to 400, but somebody with low density would have, you know, as little as 50 to 100. Hmm. Interesting. On average, anyway, you would typically have now we're getting somewhere. to 120. Yeah, now we're, we're really drilling down deep on this. I like that. Yeah. We don't so have uh, to. basically, I get, to square, I get to shave a 10 by 2 square inch patch of your scalp, and then, you know, we can call it even, and then you can just do whatever you want with that. You just leave the back of your head wide open. <laughs> You're right. I would do whatever I want with that. That's right. I'll just give you a landing strip right down the, the top. <laughs> you have a reverse mohawk. Right. What could go wrong? Everyone everyone would respect you at that point. Finally. <laughs> Finally someone respects you. After all this time. I think uh, I think John has officially quit as your accountant. Oh, I don't think I, ever, I don't think he ever agreed to the job. He really wanted. No, he to have he it. wanted to help, and yeah. then like the first thing you did without his advice, he was like, "I'm done." Yeah, <laughs> like, you can't help this person. Mm-hmm. I walked directly away from his advice proudly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, getting along with our announcements, um, we have as always we have our Patreon link in the show notes. Uh, we also have some WTC episodes that are currently only available on Patreon. Um, and then we've got our partners, Muse on Minis and um, Baron of Dice. Uh, you can get some of our uh, sponsored products through those vendors. And they're flipping sweet. That those dice that are awesome. brings us to the next segment. We got news. 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 Hey, news. 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 All right, so uh, the news is not my news. It's really, it's really your guys' news. Uh, Infamous went to WTC along with a couple other fantastic uh, folks who decided to join U3. Uh, and so, uh, as part of this news today, or rather, in in the <clears throat> rather than break down absolutely everything that went on for you guys, we have some listener questions that were sent in for you. And on behalf of the okay. listeners, I'm going to ask. Actually, uh, we're going to do the listener questions after we do our uh, oh. our breakdown on the event. Oh, okay, so you guys get to break it down a little yeah. bit. Okay, first yeah, question, break down, break down the event. First. Go. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start. Um, we're going to go in in order of the rounds. Uh, we're just going to give a quick quick synopsis of who we played, what they played, and uh, our matchups. But we're not going to go deep into the detail. I don't know if we'll do a full battle report breakdown or not, but I doubt it. 
uh, if people want that, I don't know, they can ask us directly or post that they want us to do it. Um, so starting off first round, uh, we pulled one of the Italian teams. Bunga Bunga Boys. Bunga Bunga Boys. Uh, they were pretty cool. Um, they We strangely got repaired three times and got paired into them all three times. So it was kind of meant to be, I guess. I don't know how much the rounds actually changed, but we did have to repair. Um, unfortunately, there was severe weather happening uh, right before the event, and so a lot of flights got canceled. I believe there was a total of seven players that ended up not making the um, initial round, and there was five players that didn't make um, the event at all. Uh, so what they decided to do, because um, one of the teams had to bow out, and there was a, a UN team that was formed, that was like a just a by-playing team. Um, they, we broke them up and put them on the five teams that were missing a player. And then in the first round, the two teams of four played each other. And that way we had uh, everyone got to actually play, which was great. All right, so the Unga Bunga boys and us. Um, my opponent in that round was their Midnight Suns player. I'm just pulling up the match here so I can tell you his online name. It's uh, Viruz, I think is how you say it. V-I-R-U-Z. Um, yeah, he was playing Midnight Suns. Uh, we played uh, on Researcher and Infinity Formulas. Uh, I think the, the game went about as expected. Uh, he tried to go in on the full-on aggro plan to basically table me. Um, you playing he, webs? Yeah, I was playing webs. Um, he he had a lot of bad luck uh, on, on his end, um, mostly through early dice rolls. Um, Black Hat kind of just took over the game pretty instantly. I played um, No Matter the Cost on turn one to uh, Stagger Hulk, and uh, he was never able to score the Researcher, um, primarily due to the fact that I had two webline models, and so he was just never able to get a foothold. Um, he played Ronin um, to try and get like a pushing and throwing model, but it's, it just never was enough, and so I, I scored it out pretty easily, 19-3, to um, but definitely could have gone better for him if you know, aggro goes a little bit better. Um, but that was my round one. Uh, okay, so my round one, I ended up playing Aldo, who was their um, team captain, I believe, um, and he was playing, <laughs> so we decided that one of my bad matchups was, um, oh, what was he playing, um, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> blanking out. Uh, he was playing Wakanda. Wakanda, yeah. My one of my bad matches is Wakanda, all the rerolls and stuff. And of course, he's playing Wakanda, um, and he had a drop in there, which I didn't notice when we started playing until he did it, which was Thor. So he had Spirit of Wakanda. Um, he dropped that. There was a size five building across from me as well, right on the edge of his uh, deployment. So he had Thor, Killmonger, uh, Panther, Shuri. Um, I had CGR. Um, I think it was CGR, Malekith, and um, Mystique, I believe. We're playing across the middle, um, but the whole thing was based around the fact that Thor, because of Spirit of Wakanda, had four power. And he could essentially charge me, stagger me, all kinds of crazy shit, throw a building into me. Um, so he had priority and he had more models than me. So at the end of the day, I was going to have to go and then he was going to be able to activate Thor and do whatever he wanted. Um, first turn we didn't score. Um, the second turn, 
dove in. Um, I didn't do anything to Thor, bounce off of him because of all of his re-rolls, and then he started murdering um, things. Uh, at the very end of the game, um, the point discrepancy is there because that's how these games work. Um, nobody scores until all of a sudden he just starts scoring like crazy or the game is over. Uh, I think it was Thor on injured side was left, and that is the only model that was left alive. Um, he ended up, I believe, killing um, Malekith, and he ended up taking that game. Um, it was a really, really tight game. Um, I believe it ended on like turn six. Um, I wouldn't have played it any differently. Uh, played really good. Uh, it was a really good, fun game. Very tight. Uh, he had tons of rerolls. I killed Killmonger on turn two, top of two. Killed him really fast. Uh, again, Thor did his thing. Was a really cool counter for big guys, and it was really cool inside of Wakanda. So, kudos on them for finding that little that little thing. That was cool. Okay, my round one, I drew their UN player because they were down a person. Uh, I got Stuart from England uh, playing Kingpin. Uh, I'm playing uh, Sam Wilson in Avengers. Uh, we drew Spider-Infected Scoundrels at 20, and he played the I'm going to sit on all your points game, and I played the what if I got to push you off of all of these points game. Uh, I won the game, uh, mainly because... Uh, all of my triggers managed to be successful, and by all I mean most of them. Uh, I don't think every trigger worked, but uh, Iron Man didn't miss his wilds, and Sam didn't fail to do damage into like Widow, you know, outside of two within three. Uh, so I ended up having like both his Ulick and Widow on the side of the board edge after he was on my back scoundrel, you know, turn two. So uh, but I just pushed him off all the points and uh, and managed to win the game pretty easily, twenty to ten. Nice. Uh, so this was one of the five teams that had a substitute player. Uh, so they actually ended up with two criminal players, which was uh, kind of an issue for us, I think, because I don't think we stacked up very well against criminals at all. No, we had two drops in the criminals. It was Jeremy and Spellshock. Yeah, so we pretty much just had to eat a, a bad matchup on one of our players. Um, but yeah. So talking about the other two so, games real quick, uh, Spellshock uh, won his game. Uh, Immortal Hulk into CGR Guardians, and Perrin won his game. Uh, the matchup Storm versus Storm. So nice. We ended up taking the first round down four to one. Yep. All right, moving on to round two. Um, anyone who's been following along, this was the um, moment you were all waiting for. The only people that could defeat England Lions, Team Infamous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Uh, so let's see. Um, I got put into Criminals, which, uh, I had rated as a not great matchup, but a playable one. I expected it to be a very close game. Um, I played against Darren. Darren was a great opponent. We, we had a really good game. A lot of tight playing. Um, I don't think he was ready for Peter 1. Um, normally when, uh, Criminals win Pryo versus, on an, on odd-numbered extract, it usually goes very well for them. Um. I actually ended up winning scoring on turn one by six to three, uh, and we were playing riots and cubes. Um, so yeah, I, I think uh, in hindsight he thought I was playing a different style of web list, um, and so mine was pretty effective versus him. Um, there was one moment in the game though I actually felt really bad for him. Uh, he, I had just I had a clump of three models on the left extremist. I had just moved one of them away. Because they were in, they had been damaged, I didn't want to risk them getting killed by M'Baku. 
and he activates Rhino in the middle of the board, does all the stuff, slides over right next to the piece train on the left side, and plays Robbery. And because I had set up to play Mission Objective over there with Cat, I didn't think there was any chance he would do that, so it just completely threw me, and I had this like moment of absolute panic that I had fucked up my positioning, and I was out of range, too. So I look down, and it's really close. Like, it's, like, exactly two. And so I grab my two-stick, I lean over the table, and I'm, like, looking at my, my hand shaking. I'm like, did I just lose this game because I fucked up? And it, and it look at it, and then the more I look at it, I was like, I'm very confident in two. And I look up, and he's just got this dead look on his face. I'm like, oh, no, he forgot. And he is just like, uh, are you okay with this? And he's like, I committed to it. It's my bad. And I was like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, it's fine. And I'm like... I almost like was like, please take this back, like don't do that. And but he was very confident, but he he had he had committed to it, and it was in play. So uh, I played Mission Objective. Um, that was uh, that was the only part of our game where I felt like one of us really messed up. Other than that, it was a lot of like we both knew what was coming every single activation. But it was a really good game. Uh, Darren was a great opponent. Um, I ended up winning seventeen fifteen. Great I ended show. Up playing. Um, I played Rich. Um, he was playing a big guy Rich list. Mid. Yeah, Rich. Uh, he is an internet famous guy. I I had no <laughs> idea, <laughs> but he has uh, quite a YouTube channel and quite a following, uh, which I pulled up recently and was watching a bit of it. Uh, pretty cool guy. He played a very good game of uh, big guy versus big guy action. Hot, hot big guy action. Um, we just basically exchanged haymakers back and forth. Um, the game was so tight that uh, both of us kind of slowed down to a crawl, watching the. That's what uh, she said. Yeah, watching um, Aaron and Pat's game, and to see if our game was going to matter at all. Um, uh, can I jump in here for a yeah. second? He actually said out loud when I was there when he said it um, that he was intentionally slow playing to wait and see if Pat won. Yes. <laughs> so that way he could make a decision that with a lot less stress. Yeah. Because he had like 28 minutes left and you guys were on like the last two rounds. Yeah. And he's like, I would much rather know if we have the round before I make this decision. <laughs> yeah. He was, uh, he was definitely getting nervous. He was not prepared for, to, to actually play a game. Um, and that's what was interesting <laughs> is I think all the CDR players were not ready to play a game. Unlike me, who I was always ready to play a game, I was kind of like, okay, like let's do this. I think CGR players are generally like, I'm just going to smash you. Where I'm like, I don't really want to play CGR. I don't really want to do that. Um, but anyway, we played our game. Um, like all the other games, it came down to last model swinging the last attack, and his was his CGR ended up killing two models, and uh, ended up taking the game. Uh, if one of those models had missed, I would have killed CGR and I would have taken the game, which is, it is what it is. Uh, so he got that win on me. Uh, for people keeping track at home, this is Jeremy's second game on Researcher. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yay. Uh, and and that that game was still close. Uh, you ended up losing 11 to 10 with a tabling. So, uh, Aaron, how did your game go? Uh, so to set it up a little bit, the night before, uh, I sent my second uh, over to Pat to issue a challenge for the following day, should we beat in combat. Is that me? Yeah, that was you. Okay. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> told me that. Uh, I was just chatting with Pat. I was like, hey, just so you know, Aaron's going to challenge you tomorrow. And he's like, oh, all right. <laughs> you failed. 
Okay. So anyway, uh, he... Should I have slapped him with a glove? Like, yeah. that would have been really awkward. You absolutely were supposed to smack him with a glove. He's English. Oh, Do it. He wouldn't fair. know what that meant. Uh, expect yeah, so he throws himself down in the pairing process, and we countered with uh, Perrin and myself. I felt for sure he was going to take Perrin. Um, he did not. He chose me. So I ended up playing into Pat. Um, I screwed up. So first of all, uh, because Gil makes bad choices in life, uh, everyone at the tournament was allowed to play on all four sides of the playmat. But yeah. you were not allowed to turn the playmat. So if you wanted to play mm. sideways, you played fucking sideways. You didn't turn the mat. Uh, so I said, uh, he won prio, and I was like, great, <laughs> we're playing left to right. Uh, mm. The reason I did that is because I thought there was a building that was going to completely block his deployment line because we were playing uh, Cube's Gamma. And it was like straight down the middle that he couldn't just walk up to the Gamma on. Turns out my parallax was a little off when we actually put down the uh, tokens. And uh, it did not screw his deployment up nearly as much as I thought it was going to. Or rather his turn mm -hmm. one. Uh, but it was the first game I've ever actually played sideways of MCP. Would recommend? Mm, no, would not recommend. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I expected. <laughs> yeah, I ten out of ten, not 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 would yeah. bang. So, uh, yeah, I recommend tournament organizers limit it to north south, uh, especially if they're not going to let you turn the mats. Uh, it yeah. just makes uh, a lot more easy play. It makes it easier to set up when you're designing a mat, if you will. Uh, if all of a sudden you turn something 90 degrees that you weren't expecting, you've got huge buildings where you might not want them for the ease of play, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, anyway. I totally agree. Uh, I just want to say also, whoever gets the tables on the ends, super unfair advantage, because you basically get to sit at the end of a table, and your opponent has to lean over, and you, like, you're just sitting there in the normal deployment area. Your opponent's like climbing over shit to try and get to their stuff. It was super not cool. I, they should not allow that again. That was really dumb. Yep. Uh, so he's playing Inhuman. I was playing uh, Sam Bengers. Uh I made two mistakes in this game. Uh, the first one is uh, he went first. He picked up the middle with eyes with Crystal. And in my mind, she was the potential to pick up my back cube. Uh, so since she'd already gone with her, uh, picked up the middle and retreated, I picked up my back right. Uh, then he picked up my back left with Toad. And I was just an idiot. I should have picked up my back left first because he didn't have anyone who could pick up my back right. So he goes up 4-1 on cubes. And I do the only thing you can do when you realize you're in a bad situation turn one, which is you throw everything at him, right? Like, I can't just let him sit there and score 4-1 on X-Rex all game. So I've got, like, everyone ready to, to go, you know, clumped up near the uh, center gamma. But because I win the gamma, I'm only down 5-3. to three. Uh, turn two, he smashes a car with Dynamo and beams my team. Most of them, anyway. Uh, Luke taunts, and Dynamo says, Oh, you think you're tough, huh? And he does one shot cage. Uh, so, turn two, I'm down cage, and most of my army is on half health and shocked. Uh, not good, right? Uh, long story short, uh, I end up losing round two, five to two. I'm down ten to five after two. However... This is the, the one bright side to giving him four cubes uh, and gamma, right? So he has taken a shit ton of damage. Not from me, because I can't do shit, because Dynamo is field disrupting left and right. Uh, right. But from the scenario. Uh, also, Black Bolt, since Toad got my cube, Black Bolt had to go out to get his cube. So he wasn't able to contribute in an attrition style, probably like you would want. So other than the one lucky shot into Cage, uh, that's really all that had happened. And I've got my entire team, most of it, 
uh, on his back gamma uh, by the end of turn three. So turn two, I'm down 10 to five. Uh, turn three, I just uh, unleash Havoc. Um, he goes with Bolt and kills Sam. Sorry, dazes Sam. Uh, I then go and kill Marvel, kill Toad, leave Dynamo on two, and capture his Bat Gamma. And I throw Black Bolt, before any of this happened, I threw Black Bolt off of the point and into a car. And that is my second game-losing mistake. Uh, however, uh, I scored 6-2 to two to take it 12-11 to 11 for him. Uh, we're going into round 4. He has zero extracts because they pop off of Black Bolt and Crystal in the cleanup phase. Uh, I have the other extracts and the back and middle gamma. Actually, all three gamma. I had miscalculated, based off of gamma and cube damage, how much Black Bolt was going to take. I thought he was going to take one damage because I can't count, and instead he took two. What I wanted was to go first with Bird of Prey with Sam, kill Black Bolt, end up on my back point, and at that point, he has practically no one that can damage my three very full healthy models of Dynamo, Bill, and Cage on his, on his home Gamma. Uh, I think it's probably 95-ish percent to win that game. I don't know how he comes back from that without Black Bolt's activation. As it was, uh, Black Bolt starts the turn fully healthy, I decide a bird of prey isn't going to kill a 9 health Black Bolt, so I just pick up the objective he had dropped and run to my back, uh, back Gamma. He then proceeds to whisper the three people on his Gamma, killing Dynamo and putting significant amounts of damage and staggering both Cage uh, and Beta Ray Bill. I still have an out, though. Uh, I have Iron Man on the center Gamma. I need to do two damage to Crimson Dynamo and then Helios Marvel. And at that point, I still have two models in his back gamma, and he only has Toad and Crystal to go. Uh, and I'm in a relatively commanding position, even with the, the, the screw-up on Black Bolt. So at this point, we've both got like 25 minutes on our clock. And uh, if you know me, you know I kind of like to keep it loose at the tournament. There are a lot of people at any tournament you go to, they're really tight and anxious. Uh, it's not how I like to play. So I put a, uh, you know, a movement tool next to Iron Man, and I said, do you mind if I pick this model up? And he was like, go ahead. I was like, okay. So I had a conversation with Iron Man. And if you've ever seen like a schizophrenic grown man pick up their, their little painted toy and start talking to it and have it whisper in their ear, then <laughs> that's exactly what I did. Uh, I put Iron Man back on the table and I rolled my dice for my uh, Friday, or not Friday, yeah, my Friday AI Repulsor Blast to kill Dynamo. I did three. He didn't block any. So I'm doing the two I need through DR, but he's got disruption field. So I reroll two hits into two hits. So I take Dynamo down and Pat's like, oh shit. Guess that whole pep talk worked. I'm like, yeah, it's got to get in tune with your models. So now all I have to do to win the game is Helios Marvel. So I put everything but three into it, uh, just so that the two models that are low on health on his gamma can live with Bill having some power to DR and cage. Uh, do 13 dice, and I rolled four hits. Uh, I did three damage to Marvel. Marvel lives. Marvel is then able to walk forward, throw Iron Man off a point, uh, score in the middle. Uh, I have an out at the end of the game. It just doesn't come to fruition. No one cares what exactly it was. I end up losing 16 to 15. And as soon as I walked away from the game, I knew I'd made two huge mistakes. One, the deployment. I just couldn't get over that. But two, uh, it was all about the Helios, right? Because in the moment, I'm like, I rolled a Helios. It's like 80% to win the game just by killing Marvel. And I failed. Uh, what my real takeaway, though, was the Black Bolt play. If I throw a Black Bolt not into the car... I think I take my 80% or that Helios should have been to like 95. 
maybe even higher than that. So uh, yeah. my initial reaction was dice screwed me. Not that I, I wasn't like super salty and pissed about it. I was just like, well, I had this super great play, uh, high percentage, should have happened, didn't, uh, whatever. When I should have been, it took me about 30, 45 minutes to kind of realize, you know what? Yes, I, I, I did get quote unquote screwed by the dice in a high percentage play, but I had a better play that I just didn't make because yeah. I because I couldn't count. And you were I know you talked about the Red Wing assault play into Black Bolt. Would it not have been also possible to just do a um to activate Bill and throw him into something like to auto kill him when on turn four it, the last round? It, yeah, on the theoretical like he lives with one health through the cleanup phase. I could have done multiple things, but Bill was on his yeah. back gamma with yes, I would have chosen the 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 seven dice full rerolls, whether that's right or wrong. Okay. Um, oh, because you were going to play Bird of Prey, right, right, right. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was full reroll, so I wasn't worried about that. I think I had to, I would have had to shield throw based on power status. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would have been seven dice full reroll. And I don't okay. know what the odds are to do one damage to Black Bolt, but I'm assuming it's pretty high. Yep. Uh, so the rest of the matchups here, we had uh, Perrin into Joe Hainstock, if I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, who uh, played the another X-Men mirror. This time he lost Pryo and lost the game. Uh, then finally we had Aaron England into AJ Backhouse, and um, he lost to what appears to be either a tabling or a very low-scoring game. It was not a table. Okay, so 9-4. to four. Um, They played Researcher, though, so I guess that kind of makes sense if they're just fighting over it all game. But yep, so that means we lost this round 1-4. to four. Um a lot, of, a lot of good games, though. It was also unique that they had a replacement player. Um, yes. There were two Inhumans uh, teams. Yeah, two Inhumans teams. And the tournament uh, organizers changed the second Inhuman player's team, forced them to yeah. remove CGR so that uh, this team did not have two Inhumans CGR teams uh, after uh, after the backdraft of uh, a few coaches. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't going to talk about that too much, but if you want to, you can. I just mentioned it. Okay. I'll rant about that on another forum. Sure. All right. Uh, so that's going to move us into the third round. Um, in the third round, we play the Swedish Swimen from Sweden. There it is. All righty. Um, I think this was overall my favorite team we played as far as like just meeting all five of them and uh, hanging out a little bit after the games. They um, tried to poison us. <laughs> they did They did try and poison us. I knew this trap because of my previous experience at WTC. I was like, don't eat that. Don't eat that. And Aaron's like, I'm just going to try it. And he took a bite. He's like, oh, my God. It just, like, went running for something to drink. Yeah. I was like, I fucking told him he it's a razor apple. He's just trying to poison us. He means spell shock. I wasn't that. Yeah, amazed. not that, Aaron. It's spell shock. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Uh, I played against their Wakandan player, Johan. Uh, we had an awesome game. Uh, we played uh, Scoundrels Extremists, so there's 11 points on the board. Uh, we played a pretty tight game. Uh, I actually think I had pretty good dice in this game. Um, and I did not have a lot of reps into Wakanda before the tournament. I I think in hindsight, if I had more experience into the matchup, I could have A, played a little bit better, and B, known how bad it was for me, and I think I would have avoided the matchup. Um I got some good dice into his black cat, which allowed me to make scoring parity. Without that, I would have been down significant points, I think. Um, although in the final round, we were basically, um, let's see, what, the, what was the score? I was up, I want to say it was nine, I was up 12 to nine, I think. 
And in the final round, as I was expecting, a lot of stuff starts going his way because it's just too much time to do attrition work with all those rerolls and Wakanda Forever and all that stuff and like Black Panther and M'Baku just doing whatever they want. So I was in the final couple activations and Shuri does a spender into ASM. Um, hits the stagger through witty banter, which I was not very happy with, uh, cause it's a seven die attack. He got the one wild, reroll it into a wild. And without that, Ooh. I think I'm in a decent spot. That's it happens, obviously. Um, so Peter has to web swing to attack Black Cat, who's at one health. If I deal the one damage, he drops the objective, I pick it up, and we tie at 15. Um, I deal no damage because that's how it happens when you roll zero hits on nine dice. Because <laughs> it was all webbed up swing turn. So nine nine dice into three defense dice, and I missed it. Um, so he actually wins on board. If I don't move, I go down 14 to 15. We play another round. So I, th- I think the math supports my choice. But in hindsight, I, I was regretted. I regretted in the moment that I did it because I probably should just stayed on the point. But because like anytime you say, well, there's a chance I lose the game. But like I'm in a much stronger position if I've got all the extracts and he's standing on the blues, especially with board control in play. And so, yeah, it was just it was I kind of felt bad in the moment. The more I think about it, I think I made the right call. It was just it's just a really close match. Uh, he played great. Uh, he was a great opponent. Um and he got me sixteen fourteen. Um, kind of with you. Uh, it's one of my favorite teams. Um, bunch of really cool guys that we did uh, have some fun times with. Uh, having discussions later um, after playing them. Anyway, I played against Matt, uh, who I feel. <sighs> I think when we were doing the matchups, it was said something along the lines of criminals, and I was like, "Cool, fine, whatever." And then when we drew the, (laughs) when we did our setups and everything, I was like, okay, and show our cards. I'm like, motherfucker, that's cat dog. Don't fucking sneak that in there. (laughs) So (laughs) I played, it was 15. So here we go again. Uh, We played, it was 15 points. Uh, He played, um, it was not a traditional cat dog. It was a dog, cat, and Ulick. So it was kind of a, a weird version, but it was just as strong, I promise you. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's much faster, actually. Mm-hmm. It's uh, all up in your shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I played Malekith and uh, other things. Uh, Mystique and I think it was Red Skull 2, maybe. Uh, yeah. Red Skull. Was it Red Skull 1 on that game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember. Uh, it shows you used Red Skull 1's leadership. Gotcha. Oh, it was probably Ultron, maybe in there. I I don't remember. Um, I think it, I think it was Ultron. So I remember hearing you talk about the Ultron game um, after the third round. So the whole thing in this one was again he kind of went left. I thought he was going to go right. Um, so it became a weird scramble of picking up cubes and trying to avoid each other's um, st- uh, or each other's uh, Malekith. And who's going to hit hard with Malekith and who whiffed. Um, but actually what started the whole ball rolling was, what kind of Ulic do we have today? So we had the super hitty um, Destroyer of Worlds. 
So it jumped over. Um, I think I'm certain it dazed the first thing it hit, and then almost dazed the second thing it hit. Whatever. It did what it did. Um, he picked up a bunch of stuff. I picked up a bunch of stuff. Um, and it got down to the last model yet again. And I don't remember if you guys were seeing this game or not, but it was the last model versus last model. And um, he ended up getting it. That's all that really mattered. Mm-hmm. That's your second game that came down to basically last model versus last model? Uh, third. Or third in a row. So three yeah. extremely tight games. Yeah. Yeah. No, I these first three games, I 100% was happy with every single thing that happened. Um, it was just like any other big model versus big model kind of games. Um, the first yeah. one was big model versus Thor, which was a weird matchup I'd never done before, but the re-rolls kept it insane. Um, the second one and third one was just straight up kaiju versus kaijus. Um, and they, mm-hmm. I wouldn't play them any different. They were fine. Yeah, that's good. Uh, final score in that one was twenty two seventeen. Um, when the loot, Jeremy loot successfully, <laughs> yeah, Jeremy successfully avoided the researcher for the first time. <laughs> Dodged it. He he hates those goddamn scientists. They keep fucking everything up. <laughs> uh, Aaron, uh, I played against uh, Frederick Bekstrand, I think uh, a very very good X Men player from Sweden. Uh, ended up on Spider-Infected and Scoundrels. Uh, my 20-point list takes your standard Avengers, and for some WTC flair, I added the Blob. Let me see. I am uh, post-WTC ecstatic with that uh, addition to the to the team. Uh, I'll use this opportunity to give one example. Uh, recap of the game. We basically tie the first two turns. He's doing X-Men things, and I'm doing uh, pushing him off points and scoring them things. Uh, and we both execute that pretty well to a tie. And then, start about turn three. It seems like this always happens with Avengers, the Sam version. Like, I finally have enough power to actually do all my shit. And I just mm-hmm. went up. I don't remember the exact score. But I went up. I think he scored zero on turn three, actually. I think I just, uh, yeah. I, I ended well, up like 15 10, to nine. Yeah, it's 10 points available, so. Yeah. So, it wasn't 10-0. So, something was either not contested. But it was a lot to a little. I think it was like 6-0, maybe 7-0. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the end is, like I said, it was tied, tied, and then it was like 15 to 9. Uh, and what enabled that was the blob. Uh, a yeah. turn where he ends up uh, thunderous splashing into Storm, uh, who is on my back left scoundrel, uh, does three damage, pushes her and the other person of his on the point. Uh, I end up pushing her toward the middle where Logan was, doing another damage with the push, uh, and then claiming the point for my own. Right? Good job, blob. Then Voodoo goes and attacks Logan with Mystic, does damage. Mystic's rules cause Storm to take a damage. Storm's extract pops out. Voodoo pops it up. Uh, Voodoo takes it, rather, uh, and then uses possession on one of his models just to make him drop it. Uh, Mm -hmm. So anyway, it just... And Blob set all of that up. You know, got the point, pushed Storm to where Voodoo's attack on Logan would then daze her, and just the, the synergies involved with that particular play... I really highlight the ceiling Blob can have. Like, he can have some bad games yep. too, right? Uh, but the ceiling for Blob as your 10th model in a list is so high, uh, he, he straight up significantly contributed to winning that game just through that play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's uh, pretty interesting that you uh, decided to add a DR model with board disruption to your list. It's really uh, it's innovative. It is. Thank you, yes. You, you, <laughs> I am, Aaron, the innovator. Yes. Yeah. 
No, no, I, I absolutely love Blob as your tenth character. I think he was he was really good, and I think a lot of people went with Deadpool, which was your initial thought process. But I think Blob had added more value than Deadpool did. Yep. So I think Deadpool is good. Yeah. So we ended up splitting round four just because I made a bunch of like super safe decisions and uh, ended up with a twenty to fourteen win. Uh, All right. Uh, last two games, we had uh, Aaron England played uh, Jacob, which is uh, their Guardians player. Uh, Guardians player took it out 16 to 6. And lastly, we had Perrin versus uh, Niklas, and he lost by 1.15 to 16. Um, yeah, super fun games. We found out. I know for sure uh, Frederick was a uh, pretty enthusiastic listener. I don't know how many others of their team were. I think I heard one of them say he was. Uh, we also had a listener on England Lions, which I didn't know about. Uh, he might have been their fill-in guy. I'm not sure. Maybe he's uh, a Guernsey guy. Maybe. I didn't meet any Guernsey people. Oh, that was my first yeah. question for the podcast. <laughs> uh, so we ended the game, or ended the day one and two, which was a little disappointing, but uh, considering the level of competition we played against, uh, it's totally fine. Um, the all three teams we played uh, could have done very well, and obviously Lions and Swedish Freemen did do very well. So, uh, moving on to day two, I, I have one thing to add. Go for it. I suck at one thing in life in particular. Parker, oh, yeah. you're never going to guess what it is. Being humble. <laughs> I suck at two <laughs> things in life. Is it, is it playing? Is it playing Mission Objective? It is not playing Mission Objective. It's your I <laughs> I directly contributed to us going one and two this this day. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm a little confused. Yes, you did yeah, lose. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, we lost, and it was all my fault because oh. at the beginning of this process, I rolled five dice and came up yeah. losing priority all three matches. Yeah. Oh. So I guess people might not realize that we lost prio all three matches. Um, and so in addition to facing two extremely strong opponents, we lost prio all three rounds. Which I think is a huge disadvantage. In fact, I do not it like is. this pairing process from a competitive standpoint because through the numerous iterations that we ran, uh, it was extremely advantageous to get prio mm-hmm. during this process. It's almost a 20% bump in, like, matchups based on, if you break it down to numbers of, like, we're adding, like, numerical values to how good your matchups are, the, the numbers you can out, you can come out with is, like, a pretty substantial difference. And it's so much easier to avoid. The, the real thing it comes down to, without going too deep into it, is if you have two bad matchups on a team of five, you're basically fucked. Unless you have prio, then they can hide you. Because on Pryo, the, the team with the team A chooses the last two matchups, and so all they have to do is hold you to last, and they can guarantee that you don't get in that situation. And so it makes it much harder to target into things. You basically they get to pick three, you get to pick two is effectively what ends up happening. Um, so it's it's very hard to go second when you've got multiple bad matchups. And in the first round, I'm honestly just impressed we won the first round because Criminals is one of our weaker affiliations. Randomly, their team got to have two criminal players. That's fucking insane. Like, it was, like, in the moment, I was like, we're going to lose. Like, there's no way we beat this team with, like, the, the way the numbers look. And we just we just managed to pull out close games, and so it worked. Um, and then against England Lions, they had double Inhumans, which we really hadn't practiced against yet because they didn't become good until a week before list lock. And it was just like, well, what the fuck we do now? Now, the... And so, yeah. Not getting prio, you're supposed to have an advantage by picking uh, tables. 
So one team gets to pick three matchups. The other team gets to pick three tables. Uh, yeah. And so Gil and his team went through on Friday, and they set up all the tables the way Gil wanted. But then 80 people show up Friday, and they play a bunch of casual games. They look at the tables, and they're like, what the fuck's uh... up with this? So they rearranged all the tables. So Gil gets there on Saturday morning, and he's like, uh, "Like the stuff I put on this table is now spread out over these three tables. But he doesn't have time to fix them all. So we just play on what end up being relatively homogenous tables throughout the tournament. Yeah, because they announced in advance that there was going to be huge disparity in the train on tables. He said some tr- some tables are going to have four, three size fours. Some won't have anything over size two. And so there's supposed to be like a wild west for tables. So like table selection was going to be really important. Because if you could trap like a brotherhood player on the table with no size threes or fours, it's a totally different game. Mm-hmm. And but that was not the case. The tables were fairly even. Didn't mean anything the, almost the at all. Yeah. Yep. Very, yeah. So very picking little. tables rarely meant anything other than like, oh, there's a, like a size five building in this deployment zone. Like, so you're fucked. And <laughs> it's like that's the only time it mattered. There were a few tables that had like more size fours. But yeah, I think that was one of the bigger flaws of the the overall terrain deployment is that they weren't advantage to one side. If more of the tables had had noticeable advantages, it might have been a little bit more even. But anyway, uh, it's growing pains type stuff because this this isn't really the case for other games because like, the train for Marvel is so specific. Um, but yeah, anyway, let, so going into round four, uh, we pulled Cookie Monsters, um, the Dutch team. Um, I will say that I absolutely demanded Aaron stop rolling priority. I don't know if that was mentioned <laughs> at any point. Um, and he said, but why? And I said, give me the fucking dice. Uh, to which I roll hit, hit, wild, wild crit. And I said, we're going first, you fucking idiot. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so Cookies Monsters was one of the teams I don't think we matched up very well against as far as like just their pure list. They had some really interesting lists on their team. And so I want to shout that out. They had some really cool combinations of lists. They had a lot of dual affiliated stuff that we were not really expecting. Uh, so my game, I played Spearpaw. His name was um, Travis. No, Sylvester. Very similar names. Sylvester. Um, I was a little nervous. We pulled Gamba on Spider Infected, uh, and he had Brotherhood and Cabal. He thought about um, which of the two affiliations play for a while, and I was also thinking about list construction for a while, so we probably spent 10 minutes just looking at our phones, which was kind of odd. But... Um, I ended up dropping my pretty standard um, 17 points, and he ended up dropping um, Malekith with uh, Mystique, Toad, and Red Skull 2. Um, so pretty much worst possible outcome for me on model uh, drops. Uh, I do think he needed to play Brotherhood, though, which I think I'm stronger against just because of the terrain. The terrain on this table was very aggressive. It was a lot of big pieces right in the middle. And he, I think he missed out on that. He was so focused on the matchup, I don't think he worried about the terrain. And there's this really convenient kiosk in the middle of the table. And he didn't take Smash. He has no way to break it, except for Mystique, which isn't going to happen for a while. So my first activation with Pryo, I double move Black Cat behind the kiosk and pick up the middle spider infected. In which he immediately goes to activate Mystique and like starts measuring stuff. And then he's like, wait a second does Black Cat have wall crawler? And I'm, I happily say no. <laughs> so she can't walk over the kiosk and she's in base-to-base contact with it. And he's like, and like measuring it. He's like, I can't, I can't even get line of sight on her. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry about that, bro. <laughs> he's like, 
And so he doesn't even play Deception. Like, he saves it for three rounds because he can't get her out of this little tiny spot that she's in. And it's just like, oh, man, that's so annoying. I was like, I'm sorry. That's, that's, that was so bad. Uh, anyway, um, this game was super close. Uh, lots of back and forth. Black Hat basically won the game for me, though, because she staggered like five times. And it was just like he couldn't do anything about it. He um, correctly identified that he needed to kill Gwen. Because on Gamma, I'm going to score a lot of points if he doesn't kill Gwen. And also, Lifesaver's really strong against his low-range models. Um, but he he goes in as hard as he can. Uh, the He hits me with... Let's see, what was it? He Frosty's on top of two. First activation. Hits into Gwen. Um, doesn't quite... Oh, no, that was it. He Frosty's into her. I Spider-Tracker away. So he has to take the attack into Black Cat, which doesn't kill her. Then he decides to um, spender, I think it was, uh, Black Cat, which I sack to Wong. Uh, so Wong dies. And then on the then he tries to get her with um, Red Skull after I've activated Gwen, gets her dazed. And then on the injured side, we, we play a bunch of running around. Uh, long story short, Gwen never ends up dying because use of uh, Spider Tracker fallback sacrifice and, you know, a couple decent rolls on my part. She ends up living on, like, one health. And uh, really, I think the problem was, like, because he was so invested in killing Gwen, and Gwen basically didn't get to play the game, he, Peter just got to run around and completely dominate the entire board. So, like, I scored a lot of points just because Peter's just unmolested doing whatever he wants. But, yeah, so I ended up scoring it out 16-9 uh, to nine at end of three. It was a really fun game. All right, so this is the point in the story. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where things start to change. Uh, can I set this up a little bit? Go ahead. Uh, so, Jeremy, if you've been tracking, uh, was 0-3 day one. Uh, but he was in high spirits. He's like, you know what? I feel good about the games I played. I wouldn't have changed anything, just like he said earlier. We were at breakfast. He's like, I'm confident I'm going to do better today. And he was super high spirits. And so we were like, all right, we're going to have you play CGR. Is it okay? And he's like, yeah, that's fine. I got it. And he goes to his table and he plays his game. So, again, 15 points. This is the ultimate coup de grace of Kaiju games. Uh, Gamma Gamma Wave and Researcher. Here we go again. 15 points. Here we go again. Um, I'm playing at Star-Lord, CGR, the whole kit and caboodle. And all of this is fine. Everything is fine. So then, he has priority. And somewhere along the lines of things he starts doing is he just simply moves up to the middle with Groot. And I have Mystique. And I said, cool, this guy is getting ready to lose this game hard. Because I have no other reason to not just take Groot from him. Be up models. There's nothing he can do about it. And, like, I thought we were just going to play cat and mouse. Like, I I thought nobody was going to move, right? There's no reason to move. He moves Groot up. I hit him with so many energy attacks. I don't kill Groot. And by CGR, right? Yeah. CGR mirror? Yeah. Yeah. I attack with Groot with CGR. Don't kill him. I attack with Malekith. Don't kill him. Groot responds at the top of two. By staggering and throwing my own models into me, um, and starts this chain reaction of horse shit. Wow! Um, and it doesn't stop. We get Jeremy down- basically gets one v five by Groot and loses. Uh, yeah, and Jesus Christ! 
This game I couldn't swallow. Um, this one hurt. I, I just I couldn't. I, I just couldn't believe it was happening in this fashion. Like there is no model that I would want right in front of all the barrels of energy army than a Groot. I'm like, you're fucking dead, man. Like you can't do anything about it. Nope. Didn't happen. It just completely devastated me. Um, I broke, I couldn't understand what was going on. Like, um, it was very hard to take this game. Uh, again, we got down to last models, whatever. Um, they ended up taking it. Uh, and the, I believe he even openly said, you know, I don't, I, I don't play that much. Like he just, it just wasn't that competitive of a game honestly and like i just got my ass kicked because of dice and just like luck um and i just wasn't there for that it just blew my mind that it happened in that way yeah um and yeah this finally upset me um so i kind of turn after my games or i kind of turn and wander over and jeremy has shook hands with his opponent and his opponent kind of wanders off to go get his team captain to help him report his game uh, and so Aaron, I think it was, was standing there kind of talking with Jeremy. He's like, so like, how'd your game go? And Jeremy enters what I can only describe as a manic episode. <laughs> he starts doing these weird like dance moves and yelling, <laughs> just miming, getting like, you know, like just bent over a table. <laughs> and it's just like, what is happening? Like Jeremy completely lost his mind for ten minutes because he was so so upset by what had just happened. Which we're, we're uh, laughing because Jeremy was very he was not salty. No, like yeah, outwardly. He wasn't, he wasn't so like raging. You can mode. tell people are was, pissed and need a need a minute by themselves. Yeah, he was no, he like was, <laughs> punch drunk, delirious. What the fuck yeah, is going on? I've never seen this by anyone else ever before. Like he looked like he was drunk. Like, he was so just out of body. Like, it's like, what is happening? He's, like, miming, giving blowjobs and, like, all this stuff. And I was like, holy shit. Oh, my God. I was, like, borderline crying. It was so funny. Dude, I was done. <laughs> I was having done. an episode. I was done. I don't, I don't. I, I don't understand a god that would let this happen. <laughs> like <laughs> proof there's no god. There, Round yeah, like, four WTC. Dude, I, I just I just couldn't get I didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. I was I was staring into the abyss and the abyss stared back. And laughed at you. And you're like, Don't laugh at me. Uh this was third round of researcher for Jeremy for people keeping track at home. Uh so Aaron, how was your game? So uh, by the time my game was nearing its conclusion, all the other games had finished up and we were two and two. So it all came down to my shoulders, which you said jokingly, not realizing it was true. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually thought we had already had it three one. And so I told, I told you that it's all on you and you better not lose. <laughs> uh, so at which point he looked at me and was like, uh, hold on a second. Yeah. Nothing like pressure. Uh, so we played Sam Bangers again, this time into shield, uh, with a kicker. Uh, a big seven-point, you-can't-fucking-kill-me kicker known as the Immortal Hulk. Uh, they don't call him Mortal Hulk. They call him Immortal This Hulk. is true. Uh, guess how many practice games I tested into Immortal Hulk Shield, Parker? Uh, none. 17. Fuck, you got it right. Damn it. I, we, we had to take away an episode. He did a good job on yeah. that one. I'm not, I'm not holding that. I didn't, mm. made no agreements. Okay. Sorry, Parker. Uh, if he rips one, can, can I take away one of his hairs out right now, I, I'll do it. Can I take? You, you want me to pluck, pluck a, a single hair out of my head? Pluck a single hair out. Okay, done. It's got to be exactly one. If it's, okay. if it's more or less, it won't count. Okay, I'm gonna do okay. it. Okay, 
while he's this doing that. Actually, yeah, you, you continue. I'm going to work on this. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to go find one. Uh, so this was interesting. We played at 20 again. And if you remember, my 20 points is two fours, two, three threes, uh, the standard Avengers, plus the blob. Uh, guess who the blob, other than just being overall amazing, counters really fucking well, Parker? Is it, uh, is it Immortal Hulk? Oh, ding, 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 ding. It is Immortal Hulk. Ooh, if I got two uh, hairs, I got two episodes now. There you go. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure all of our listeners are aware, but for the one that's not, Blob has an ability that pushes models when they attack him, regardless of size, as long as they're within range three. Uh, so I explained that to my opponent, who had not played all that often against Blob, uh, but knew what he did. Uh, and then I, I think I moved Blob turn one, second to last, <laughs> to block the... Uh, what were we playing? We are playing... Oh, Demon's Downtown. Can't see it. Oh, man, I'm going to have to get a white piece of paper. Continue. Right, give me another one. So <laughs> I moved to the middle demon. Uh, I really want to play this game aggressive on scenario because I can't let Immortal Hulk go six turns killing my team. Nor can I kill Immortal Hulk. So uh, I'm okay right, to get fine. incinerated turn two. Uh, he then goes with Immortal Hulk, uh, debates a, a place that would maybe get with him in range to Sam and decides to go for the safe one into uh, Blob. Uh, and I promptly pushed him away after he attacks me. He was like, oh, yeah. So after that, turn two, he throws Blob into my team, does some damage to him, um, but then never attacks Blob again because he keeps, like, measuring with fury, but then he's like, well, shit, if I attack you, I get pushed in the middle of nowhere. There was a huge size four building horizontal between his back demon and the middle, so he had his widow sitting behind the building that I couldn't see. But if he wanted to pop up on top of the building and shoot Blob, I would push him past the point. So he's basically in a, I'm just going to ignore Blob all game because it's never worth my, my time to actually shoot this guy. Yep. So he focuses all his attention on my other models. Does a good job of, uh, of killing and slatting and you know, maiming and getting them to flip points. So it's pretty well tied. Uh, I think I have a slight lead uh, just due to the uh, taking of the middle uh, demons that I focused on turns one and two. And I think on turn four... Uh, Blob, the hero of the weekend, makes another great play. He moves up onto the building. Thunderous splashes Widow on the back point, holding an objective. Uh, does three damage, pushes her, does the fourth damage, picks up the x she was holding, and turns what was two points for him into two points for me and a four-point swing. Uh, so, yay, the Blob. Uh, end up holding on to win that one 16-7, uh, thanks to the strength of the Fat Man. The Chungus. Yes. I, I will attest, I... I think I played Blob like maybe eight or nine games in a row straight with Modok 2. That guy is super bending for opponents. Man, it's mm-hmm. just he's the captain now, of annoying. We we and I talked about this to the opponent afterwards, and I and I pointed out a, a my opinion, better play. Instead of throwing Blob into my team, he did damage or I braced one of the two. He either burned a card or did some damage. Uh just chuck him the other way, medium right. with Immortal Hulk. I have to double move back. Mm-hmm. I mean it, it Blob is not an A-tier character because he has a huge... He has two gaping weaknesses. Three, actually. He has shitty power gen. He has a two energy defense. I think it's two mystic as well. Uh, and a short move, meaning... And no action economy. So he, he, if you throw him out of wherever the fight's going on with no power, he is a super sad model and can do nothing about it. Yeah. Um, but Once he, he gets to, like, three power, though, he has a exciting way to get re-enter the fray. Uh, this is true. <laughs> there, There is a critical threshold. But because he pays for his DR slash push, mm-hmm. like, it's really hard to get there because you almost always want to pay for the DR. Uh, so he, he almost has the days before he gets to three power because he's usually not doing a lot of uh, 
attacks with his builder because it's only in range two. Yep. And he's only getting to range two if he moves his, you know, squaggly ass there. So, uh, yeah. So he has a lot of warts. But, again, the reason I brought him was because his ceiling is so high. Uh, I, I think his ability to have an impact on the game uh, is significantly higher than other three threats, such as uh, Deadpool. Um, and I, it was good to see that my, my thoughts were rewarded throughout the weekend. Anyway, that, yep. that's my game in a nutshell. Cool. He also uh, so he also does something really interesting, and you probably saw this, which is like what you just described. He creates an X factor because your opponent doesn't see him all the time, right? And he's got a uh, really strange. You're... I'd say most people have seen Blob at least once or twice, but yeah, I think you're assuming everyone at this level knows what your models do. No, I, yeah. I wouldn't say like doesn't know what the what the card says, but like you said, doesn't know. Because you've played him, you understand that you got to throw him far away, and then he's got a lot—he's a lot worse. But if your opponent right. hasn't had enough reps with him or against him, he wouldn't know that. So Th- that is true. Okay. Uh, so remaining matchups: we had Perrin played against um, Steve Rogers Avengers on Hammers and Madman, and lost a close game, sixteen fourteen. He won. Uh, oh, sorry, won. Uh, my apologies. Uh, I'm not used to long shanks readouts. Uh, and then Aaron England played Utility Cookie, uh, the famous player on their team, quote-unquote. Um, we all got to meet Cookie for the first time. He's actually a pretty cool guy. I think his name's Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, he builds a lot of fun lists. Um, we also met uh, one of their players on here, George. Uh, we spent a lot of time with George over the weekend. He was a pretty cool guy to hang out with, uh, as long as he's not hitting you in the face with a fork. Um, <laughs> Uh, Aaron lost that game 19-5, to but uh, I think he played the wrong list. We talked about it a little bit afterwards. I think he should have played Immortal Hulk into it, but he was afraid that Immortal Hulk wouldn't be wide enough um, to prevent the um, criminals from overtaking him on points too quickly. But uh, by playing the wide version, he just guaranteed that he didn't have the the tools he needed to win on attrition. So uh, in hindsight, he'd think he would have played that a lot differently. Um, Anyway, that brought us to a 3-2 victory in the fourth round. And now, finally, the final round. Uh, we played against Toms of Finland. Um, this is pretty fun. I actually, uh, one of the people I had been chatting with most of the weekend was a listener named Antti. Um, he was playing Asgard, and he was on Toms of Finland, and we had talked about a bunch of stuff, like um, how our teams rated each other and like what our plans were to do things. He actually um, got a practice game in with Perrin the night before. He got a practice game with Perrin the night before, which uh, did not go his way, unfortunately. Perrin uh, broke his Sentinel Prime into a million little itty-bitty pieces. And uh, he was like, this model sucks. <laughs> uh, so he had a pretty rough game against Perrin. Uh, and he, when we were doing the pairing process, he's like, not the X-Men again, please. <laughs> I, asked him if so, want, I asked him straight up if he wanted a rematch. And he's like, no. Nope. I'm good. I, I'm confident in my matchups. I would like to not play X-Men. Um, so, which let me play the guy I've been chatting with all weekend, which is pretty cool. Um, we ended up jersey swapping after the game. Uh, Ante was a pretty fun opponent. Um, he was playing uh, Asgard uh, with a lot of fun splashes. Um, but in the matchup we played, we played 18 threat on Mutant, Extremists, and Spider Portals. Uh, as you notice, the Spider Portals is not my mission because Spider Portals is, Aaron, what is it called? Uh, trash, garbage. It's a negative 50. Uh, I would also have accepted worst mission in the game. Okay. <laughs> uh, all of those were fine. Uh, so uh, he takes a four-wide Asgard list with Hela, Angela, Thor, and Bill. Um, first activation, uh, Bill walks up to the side point, 
and attempts to flip Spider Portal, rolls three skulls and a blank, gets ported backwards. Uh, then I move up, flip that point with ASM, refund my power, move over, and pick up a senator. <laughs> uh, other side, Angela walks up, attempts to flip a point, rolls three blanks and a skull, gets ported off, and uh, Black Cat walks up, picks up, or flips that point, and at that point, he basically, the only thing he could do was flip his back point, so Thor walks to the front side of it, rolls hit blank blank skull, it gets ported behind it, and couldn't walk far enough to pick up a senator because of the way the train was, and managed to flip a point, though. <laughs> um, then Hela walks up, um, does her uh, disembrace move to get to ASM, puts an attack into him uh, through ASM super spider senses and witty banter, and failed to do any damage, so he did not have power left to pick up an extract. Um, so that was a really bad round for him. Uh, and it was a hundred percent dice based. Like he could have had a bunch of plays that could have worked out and he, nothing he did worked. Um, gave me a almost insurmountable lead of, we left one of the senators on the ground too. So I think I was up like one, two, three, it's like seven to one or two, I think. And then, um, it only went downhill from there really. Um, he did get back in the game a bit, but it was just too little too late. Uh, I think halfway through turn three, the game was already mathematically over, so we just kept fighting to play it out. Um, but yeah, he was a great opponent, and after the game was over, I asked him to do me a favor and never, ever, ever play Spider Portals again. And he took the card out of the sleeve and just ripped it in half. And he's like, <laughs> agreed. <laughs> we'll never do that again. And I was like, I'm glad you, you felt the pain I felt, because the first game I ever played Mike DeLuca was the exact same thing. It was just like, Every single roll, I got zero hits and a skull. And I, we didn't even play a game. Like, none of the decisions either of us made mattered. The game just ended because Spider Portals is a terrible mission. You are now a content destroyer, not a content creator. I guess. Um, but yeah, other than that, we had a great game. Um, it was good to meet him, and his team was super fun. Okay, I need to set the stage for this next one. Uh realize Jeremy's going in a second. Uh, so this is Delirious uh, Punch Drunk uh, Jeremy. And I'm like, okay, well, we're we're, we're going to keep you out of uh, CGR. Because both Jeremy yeah. and Spellshock have taken CGR to the face twice. And I'm like, for reasons that benefited the team, right? So it's not it's like we, it's not just because we hate those individuals. No, yeah. That was the plan going in, but it worked out a little more bluntly than we expected. <laughs> so Jeremy is like, there's an edge, and he is like uh, Roadrunner floating past it right now. Uh, and so I'm like, okay, I will take this next one. And he's like, no, no, I got it. Just put me in again. And I'm just it like, was more of like, again, a manic rage <laughs> where he was just like, no, fucking do it. Fucking do it. <laughs> it's just like, okay, bro. Like you got it. It's all you. Um, so this team was down a player who had a little bit of an emergency the night before. Having said that they won their round four game down a player, yeah. which yeah. is like, okay, so you can just throw one of your five and still, still win. So they're winning three of four at this point. Uh, and it wasn't like a, a person they chose to drop. The guy was literally like medically unable to play and they yeah. still won without him. Like it wasn't like they dropped their best player or their worst player. It was like just a random person on our team was unavailable. And then also they won without him. Yeah. So um, anyway, so they're a good team. Um, and they put down their uh, Guardians CGR. We have to counter with two models. And I'm like, I have got this. And I put mm -hmm. myself down. And I'm like, okay, Jeremy is still the best number two that we have based on matchups. And I'm like, I hope they just pick me. Yeah. Newsflash, 
they didn't pick me. <laughs> yeah, so. uh, Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy, I believe, had gone to the bathroom at this point. <laughs> yeah. we were like, that's probably that's probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, so he gets Hopefully back. Hopefully, he'll and take I'm forty like, minutes. Hopefully, uh, like, he'll take yeah. forty minutes, and we'll just decide if this is over or not before we even tell him to deploy. <laughs> so, having set the stage, Jeremy gets back from the bathroom, and I give him like the sheepish grin I can imagine. I'm like, I'm really sorry, dude. I wanted to take it for you, but you get Guardian CGR again. Here you go. Take it away, Jeremy. Um, some things just have to happen. Um, this is one of them. Uh, so when we get done talking about these things, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, how matchups work and kind of some things that kind of blindsided me at least. And I think it blindsided us as a team a little bit, but, um, anyway, uh, I looked at the matchup and it was pretty standard stuff. Um, the only thing that was different, I was like, well, I'm tired of these games that end up being the same, right? I was like, we'll go 15 points, it'll be the same fucking match, and we'll just go back and forth. I'm like, I'm going to shake it up. I'm choosing 19 points. What are you going to do now? Like, I was thinking, okay, I have a solid 19-point list. Like, I can go wide as fuck and also drop CGR on you. And I'm guessing that you've never had to deal with that with Cabal. I'm guessing you probably haven't. And I know what CGR can do, but can you do enough? And his answer was... I don't know if you played CGR and Hulk at the same time. I'm like, son of a bitch. (laughs) You got so razor apple. Dude. I was like, oh, shit. So anyway. Jeremy, I'm just just curious real quick. uh, What mission did you play this time? Four for five, researcher. I vomited blood. I just want to point out the fucking odds of that. So clearly both people have it in their list, but yeah. at best it's a one-third. Yeah. Four out of and five it, on a yeah. one-third is insane. insane. Four out of five on a 50-50 is insane. Four out of five on a one-third is nuts. That's quite astounding. Yeah, um, and and it was it was silly. Yeah. So, so Demon's Researcher. Demon's Researcher. So I've got Red Skull. Um, I've got a handful of my... I mean, this is Battle Box, guys. Like, I don't know if you've seen how I can stretch this this list, but it's basically a bunch Red Skull of, 1, Ultron, yeah. Zemo, 3 Battle Box models. Mystique, and um, it's got uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider. So... And then, so turn one happens, right? And you, <laughs> the way the scenario is, is I have Mystique and he doesn't. So I move up just a teeny bit, and I'm like, I don't know what you got in mind, but you're going to need to do something. So mm-hmm. actually, the truth remains, he doesn't. So at the end of turn one, I tap Aaron, and I'm like, Aaron, come here, look at this. And I was <laughs> they like, actually this... interrupted their games, which I want to point out is a direct violation of the WTC rules, but everyone was fine with it. Whatever. Uh, at this point, I was a direct violation of a lot of things. <laughs> so. <laughs> right. Um, human decency yeah so he comes over and looks at it and i'm just like is this the most fucked up thing ever because i've had to do this now for this is my fifth game in a row of this i'm like this is so fucked up and uh so the board state just to paint the picture for people at home is there's just two clear battle lines that are exactly one base width out of their deployment zone at the end of turn one. Nobody has even crossed the line of where the bees are placed. Yep. Like, no. they're barely, barely out of their deployment zones. They're each holding the back demon with Ghost Rider, who's <laughs> immune to incinerate, and nobody else is holding a point or mm-hmm. standing on a point. Like, they're scoring one-to-one. Yep, one-to-one. That was turn one. Yeah. And that was... And Jeremy, I believe your Ghost Rider shot his Ghost Rider twice? I shot him once and moved back. No, no, no. I didn't okay. hang out there. Bullshit. 
Place full of shot <laughs> ones, move backwards. Yeah. Zero damage dealt. So the second turn, I was like, okay, okay, because he didn't move forward. He can't because I have Mystique. Uh, so then what I did is I said, okay, uh, uh, check and mate, motherfucker, because what I did is I used Red Skull, and I pumped him full of power first turn because I knew I wasn't going nowhere. So he just cubed and hung out. So the second turn, when uh, my turn comes up, I move up and blow Hulk up with a strength seven energy cube and send him to the back of his own table edge. And Hulk is standing mm-hmm. in the mid, or my uh, Red Skull's in the middle, so I make him commit. Because I don't care. Red Skull 1 is trash in my list. I don't care. So th- that's where we start committing and going back and forth. Um, yeah, because neither player had really advanced. Hulk is like literally no. like ranged yeah. from the board edge. Yep. Yeah, I send him all the way to the back. Um, and then we just start going back and forth. And at the end of the day, it was because of priority and because of roles and everything that happened. Um, I had a mystique at the end of turn six that was still healthy. And I was up enough where he couldn't catch me. And I won that game. That's all that happened. Hmm. I mean, it was just... Yeah, couldn't yeah. table you mathematically, huh. so... Yep, I managed yeah. to keep it alive. Um, and it was because I played 19, and I kept enough shit alive and hung back. Ugh. So yeah, I finally pulled one out. Hooray! Good for Jeremy. Yep. <laughs> Good job, man. 10 to 1. 10 did to 1. Did you actually table him, or did you... No. Did you just went on points? I went on points. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, Aaron? Uh, I ended up playing against uh, my second X-Men uh, match of the tournament uh, into Yarko. Um, Yarko is relatively new, but really fucking good for a new player. Like, I don't know what they do with uh, Finnish babies, but apparently they start playing games when they're in the womb. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> or he lied and he's not really new. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, he made zero mistakes and knew everything about the game, including what I was trying to do and and, and whatnot. Um, it just so happened that uh, I voodooed, voodooed him, uh, which meant I, uh, I didn't even... Steal an extract. I just fucking nuked his ass with the double spender. Um, killed the model that was, you know, had the the extract. I went up three one extracts and we forced parity. Um, and I think I actually went up one on the secures. Uh, it was extremis struggle for the cube. So used extremis to heal my models after he was hurting them, and then my displacement to kind of uh, go up on turn two or turn three with the secures. So I just I eked out a, a very slight scenario lead on uh, turn two or three. Actually, we tied turn uh, two and three. So I instituted something during the tournament uh, called high five ties. So after any round in which we were tied, we had to high five. Uh, so yeah, I only remember that in this game because it was rounds one and two were both high five ties. So we were five, five and 10, 10. So it was on turn three when I was finally able to, to kind of break that stalemate and just go up, I think by two on both uh, turns three and four. And I ended up pulling it out in 1915. Nobody told me about this new policy. You make your own policies. I have I have model pep tops and high five ties. Do you know how many high five ties I would have had? Six. I, w- I was watching your game. No. Six. Zero. Mm. Uh, Alrighty. Uh, so other games this round, Perrin technically had a uh, buy because their one of their players was absent, so they forfeited that that game. Uh, but there was another player who had a buy, so they ended up playing an actual game. I don't know if this is accurate, but Perrin has entered here that he won 14 to 0. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. That That's the buy. The buy is 14 now. Okay, well, there you go. That's how it works then. Uh, but he did get a game in that was uh, against an opponent. Then I think he had a good time. Yeah. And then the final game was Aaron England versus uh, a Hellfire Club player named Timo. Um, and he won that 16 to 10. So we ended up taking it 5-0 this round. Um, but well again, done. great. 
great opponents that were actually pretty good. Um, very fun times. Um, All right. Does the world get to ask you guys questions now? Uh, just a second. Uh, just following up, uh, we ended up placing 11 out of 30 teams, 31 teams, because uh, we ended up losing Team UN. Technically, uh, a tie for 10th. Yeah, we tied for 10th. I think technically we tied for seventh, but yeah. <laughs> well, that we first tiebreaker is strength of schedule, and we tied gotcha. on strength of schedule for tenth. Yeah, and who cares? Who cares after that? Yeah, yeah, freedom force got tenth. We tied them at uh, strength of schedule, but yeah, uh, really fun time. Uh, definitely recommend the WTC. Um, so I think with that we will open up listener questions. All right, here we go. Zach, a listener who had a question, he says, were there any lists or affiliations in hindsight that you uh, over or underestimated? For example, mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. going 12 and 22 and Wakanda going 23 and 7. Were you surprised about a performance of a affiliation overall? Um, I don't know what you guys think. Personally, I think rating an affiliation solely based on its performance at an event is a bad thing to do, but especially in a team format where like you're not playing an even field, you're getting targeted into specific matchups. Well, well the question was that being, reading. It was just more just no, like, was there, sure. was no, there I'm, anything I'm that raised your eyebrow? I'm getting there. But uh, I would say that I thought... Was there an easy way to look up the, the data? Yes. Go to uh, the Longshanks and right, rightmost tab is data. Okay, like affiliation ranking. Is that what yep. I'm looking at? There we go. Um, Black Order getting 83% wins seems silly, even at 12 games played. Uh, Wakanda, I'm not impressed. Uh, Convocation, Guardians, Midnight Suns. Avengers is definitely lower than I expected. Um, let's look at the leader breakdown. Sam at 50% is, I think, surprisingly low, but I think a lot of people used him as an anchor to, like, throw into the worst possible matchups, but I don't know that that's true or not. So I actually looked into that extensively because I, I saw the same thing. I saw Avengers 44, whatever, Sam 50%, and I'm like, what the ever-loving hell? Like, there is no way Sam is 50% win rate, especially at yeah. a, you know, a, a call it prestigious event. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, going down, the people who actually played Sam, the top four players, uh, went sixteen and two with Sam. Yeah, like, that's the problem. So the other what? people had, but here, real no, real bad days. Yeah. No, no, it's not that. That's what I'm trying to get okay. to. It's not that they had bad days. It's that their lists were not the typical Sam list. So mm-hmm. the typical Sam list will have, you know, Sam, Iron Man, Luke Cage, Voodoo, kind of as its core, Bill. and then you can add Bill or Panther. So the top performing list had the same core, plus or minus a model or two. When you get to the bottom, people who didn't do well with Sam, they had Steve, Sam, maybe Luke, Wolverine, Cable. Like, what is this list trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. So It's just a pile of Avengers leftovers on a team. Right. So if you take mm-hmm. the Sam list um, and you pilot it well, mm, let's not say that. Obviously, you'll do well if you pilot any list well. I think the Sam list has a much greater than 50% win rate. Uh, so yeah, you can't just look true. at this event statistic and go, oh, Sam's not good. Or whatever, 50% might be fine in your eyes. Um, and I think you have to take that same analysis with almost everything here. Or you'd have to, to, to you know dive into it more deeply than what the base statistics are. 
anyway, I just wanted to kind of point that out because I do a lot of, not a lot, I will occasionally peruse long chains and look at stats and be like, oh, interesting. But when you actually dig down into the, you know, the details, that's, you know, where you, where you really find out why. So Sam is still a great leader if used effectively. How about that? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, the only one that surprised me is, is 12 games with Black Order, um, seven of them with Thanos. So, man, I don't know. That really surprises me. I'd, I'd, I'd like to see more information about that. I wonder if it was like a Black Order was a specific counter to something and they got their matchup. But yeah, um, I don't think that any of the results really surprised me. Um, I think it's about kind of what we thought. Like the percentages will go up or down. But it's a lot of it is like, honestly, like, how much did your team like put value on your matchups? Because you're you're kind of deciding like half of your team is going to get matchups they want and half of them aren't. And so if they're putting you into good matchups, you're going to have a great win rate, which is why this is a really biased number. Um, like if I let's say for example we had Parker on the team and Parker was playing A Force, we're like, all right, Parker, we're only putting you into Kaiju matchups, which you're good against, right? And we managed to successfully do that five rounds in a row. You'd probably go 5-0. and oh. You have a really good shot at it because you, you've got the matchups you want. You're prepared. You have the tools. And, like, that's what's going to happen. But at the same time, on the back end, Aaron might be playing, you know, Brotherhood. And I keep putting him into Web Warriors and it because I, that's the matchup I don't get to pick. Mm-hmm. And if that's true, then maybe he goes 0-5. So, like, it's not necessarily representative of, of like, how the player actually is or the affiliations actually are. Yeah. It's it's very weighted based on very specific situations, and I, I think Aaron's totally right with the the breakdown of the the Sam list. I th- I think this is one of the one of the kinds of tournaments that is really difficult to look at, like overall performance yeah. of an affiliation, and take a lot mm-hmm. from it because of like you Even said, you can you we... can. It's not just completely random which each affiliation plays, and you have an equal mm-hmm. shot of getting a good or bad matchup it's actually strategic based on a lot of things so and you can use that to your advantage like jeremy was talking about matchup stuff earlier like if i know that like you're the guy that's never going to get to pick his matchups i might decide to give you a list where you have just a really high shot of high rolling people like we do like a guardian cgr plan and it's like you're just gonna go for it and it doesn't matter who you play like and i I will never prioritize your matchups and it's just a totally different situation um so, but yeah, I think Wakanda had a really good showing, and Black Order, I think, is an anomaly. So I think Black Order, it has 12 games. I think that's too too small of a sample size. Mm-hmm. So for me to answer the question beyond what I already said, my two biggest on the size would be Wakanda and Shield. I mean, 30 games with Wakanda is, I think, probably enough of a sample size, and 78% is, is, is good. Uh, Shield, with a 35% win rate over 34 games, seems abysmally low, considering I consider them a top-tier faction. Um, I have not done the analysis to figure out why, but again, I, I, I think they're a top tier faction when they have Dynamo and Iron Man. Okay. Did those two yeah. models get taken from the shield affiliation? In which case I do not think they're top tier. So it really is, you know, double in details as to why they may or may not have performed up to expectations. Hmm. I have a, I have a fun status stat point for you, Aaron. Um, you've probably looked. But if you haven't, did you see the breakdown of Wakanda leaders? I do did not, no. Uh, how many do you think were in Baku out of 30 games? Well, I'm gonna, going to assume that, that six games were unreported with a leader. So I'm going to assume that there are 24 leaders, uh, and M'Baku was a leader in five of them. 
you are wrong on both, but close. <laughs> okay. Uh, there were there were four games unreported with leaders. Mm-hmm. Mbaku was three of them and went two and one. Panther went seventeen and six. Yeah. Which is actually a higher win rate than Mbaku, although it's a three game sample. So, <laughs> but anyway, moving on. Uh, what's the next one, Parker? Uh, also from Zach, was there any model that really stood out in a unique way different than you all expected? I think I think Aaron could say Blob, but was there anybody else who had a model show Do you think up? he means um, on our list, or...? He said any model that stood out. Just just a remarkable model. Just like seeing the model, like, oh, you've got such and such, or we've got X or Y, and like, yeah. like that's well, like surprising. Jeremy's first game, he already talked about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thor under Wakanda Thor. with herbs, or the what is it called? Spirit of Wakanda, along with all the rerolls. Basically, in making him throw whenever he wants and keep him alive against basically mm. anything, um, makes him li- like fucking insane. So, anyone wanting to the try that, that Thor go for can, it. Thor can move for Asgard, attack, still have power left to Black Panther leadership to reroll a die. Which is basically getting seven dice to try and get a wild, hit the wild, throw you into your own people, and stagger you is like what the fuck, bro? <laughs> like this is dumb. And then if he ends up bumping you into somebody really close, and he does three damage on the builder, or doesn't need to reroll and only does two damage, he could just throw you again with the superpower. Yeah. Like so he does two five size four collisions and a stagger on the first turn. Yeah. It's just like fuck you, dude. Like it's so crazy. How quick that can get going because Spirit Wakanda is broken. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. I did Hard not play band. against anything super out there. Okay. So, other than my own personal blob experiences, I don't have one. I I'm, I have to say, Peter, my, me playing Peter Parker is uh, definitely on that list for me. Nice. Yeah, Brandon. I got think me. a lot of people. I think you got Go multiple, multiple props throughout the day when people are like you play Peter one. Oh, a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people be like, yeah, Guy- respect. Yeah, guy walked by Friday night and uh, gave you a shout out for playing Red Skull one. <laughs> Dude, I had so many Remember? people. <laughs> yeah. Even though, like, and Ultron. Well, Ultron net I mean, didn't really Ultron, produce. Ultron, Ultron was kind of a weird spot. It Ultron was just, didn't like, produce. I have to have a four pointer, um, but <laughs> yeah. I can tell you, Red Skull one uh, out outshined many models that were played that day from many people. Like, mm-hmm. I threw many things off the board with fucking Red Skull one. Um, Omni unlimited size throw is pretty cute, and unlimited size push. And like, unlimited size. He, he people has don't unlimited know. Unlimited board control. People yeah. don't know. So Parker, mm-hmm. who had mm-hmm. the higher win rate, Red Skull One or Malekith or Sin of the Cabal leaders? Of the Cabal leaders, the higher win rate, Red Skull uh-huh. One, Malekith or Sin? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say Malekith. You are incorrect. Due to our boy Jeremy Constance, it's Red Skull One. Oh, that's, a, that's a thousand episodes, Parker. You just hold lost. on one. <laughs> he only won one. I'm confused. No, no. Red Skull was three and four, and Malekith was nine and thirteen. So ah. technically, Red Skull had a two percent higher win rate. Interesting. Not just us, mm-hmm. but throughout the event. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got it. Um. Yeah. Uh. There was. Uh, I believe we've confirmed. I'm the only one that played Peter Parker one in the event, and I. I want to say that. I'm 100% happy with the exact list I chose to take. Peter won, not only was absolutely fucking clutch in every game I played him, but absolutely broke people's brains with understanding how my list worked. 
because they had never ever played against a web warrior list with two web lines and it and a one that went seven wide or six wide at 17 points they clearly were just like only worried about the cookie cutter list and every time i actually started playing my opponent around the middle of turn one was like oh shit this isn't like i've played before and they just had to completely relearn the matchup in one move and it was it was really cool I definitely think I was advantaged on experience in pretty much every game I played. Cool. John asked, <laughs> how often were you able to get a favorable matchup in the pairing process? Um, exactly 40% of the time, thanks to Aaron. <laughs> okay. Really good job with all those fucking priority rolls. I think your total combined was four <laughs> on fucking 20 dice. Yeah, it was so, pretty bad. Follow-up question. Oh God. You guys did a lot of prep work for the event. Uh, what part of the prep was worth it, and what would you have done differently in hindsight? One hundred percent of the prep was worth it. We needed to do like three times as much. Was the only problem. <laughs> He's wrong, but let's let Jeremy tackle this one for first. Get it. Um. So, okay. So this goes back to what I was kind of saying earlier. Um, they did some things, um, which were weird, right? I never in a million years would have dreamed that um, they would take the CGR players and say, yep, I'll pair my CGR player against the CGR player to get those off the table. Um, Hmm. Because I would consider that to be a coin flip game regardless, whether they're the best CGR player or worst. Like, the dice are going to decide that game. It doesn't matter. Like, it's all about priority and dice, really. Like, you know how far it can go. It's infinite. Like, it's unlimited power, right? Who cares? Um, Hmm. So take that and use that for um what it's worth anyway um knowing what i know now i should have been practicing those matchups 15 points what does that look like should i have chose 19 every time is that the matchup for those big games like that um i would have put different cards in there against big the the matchups like i had planned on playing standard issue marvel crisis like how i i practiced against criminals i practice against web warriors i practice against lists that are actually good like kaiju lists are just kind of kaiju lists like they're not the ones that are going to take you the whole way but they can um but my practice was kind of i i i I learned my list real well but i certainly didn't get practice against the things i played against if that makes sense that that's what was Mm -hmm. so dumbfounding about my experience um for for the, for this uh team thing like it was it was absolutely dumbfounding the games i played were not my expected games it's very weird uh and that's what i would have done i would have practiced against um the big guys and i would have changed my tactics cards i would have um, practiced against big guys with my um wide lists would have practiced at different point totals um that's what i would have changed i think we i think we did all the other prep correctly though I just think that my matchups were the ones where we kind of failed. Because mm-hmm. everybody else did really well with their matchups, honestly. I think. Um, I think there was definitely... So my biggest regret when it comes to our preparation is that we selected our teams and if, or our affiliation matchups, like like breakdown of everything we were playing, before we really looked at like what we were good into. And as we started to find that our our coverage of matchups mm-hmm. had holes, we didn't really re-examine what we were playing. And I don't know that we had to change necessarily, 
But I think we probably should have changed with things within our list to like get stronger matchups in those holes. And we, I did, I know I personally didn't play enough targeted games, just like Jeremy was saying. I should have been going, okay, well, here's like all of my three matchups or like the things I think are close games. I should have been targetedly playing matchups. And I did a little bit at the end, but mostly I was just like, I'll just play as many games as I can. Yeah. And that will result in me getting the most information. Which was absolutely not true because I can I can play webs into Jeremy as many times as I want. I'm not gonna get any more information. Other than Jeremy's gonna get pissed off. That's about all I'm gonna learn. Um, and you'll never so, play that yeah, matchup. I, yeah, they'll exactly. never let and it happen. Never play that and, oh, no, actually, we did. I I played that matchup in round four, and I fucking destroyed him. Like okay. that, all those prep games we got actually helped me. Okay. <laughs> it's just unfortunate that they didn't help you, right? Yeah, because like, you never. Saw I never played. Like I ne- I never played anything yeah. with like less than four models yeah or more than four models yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah your your closest thing to a normal game was the wakanda matchup my first matchup i'd play again yeah it was weird yeah yeah no yeah it's it's actually a pretty interesting game um i wish i uh, now that i've seen it in practice i i think i have a new plan for how i would have approached it but i don't think it, we needed to go that far um aaron do you have takeaways um i i would need to go back and look at you know, the, the kind of the spreadsheets that we did and kind of figure out mm. how they matched up with real life. I want to say that our assumption of what other teams would drop into what we put on the table was wholly incorrect. Really? I don't necessarily think that, but I, I it's obviously hard to predict what people will do because well, they have different... We have what we predicted they would do. What we just need to go down is, I mean, you have hmm? the notes of what Check. they actually did and yeah. see where we were right, where we were wrong. Because I'm looking no, yeah, into, I, like, I, I would really like to do that, but at some point that's fine. Um, but like into you know Cookies Monsters, we had Jeremy into Criminals almost every time. In reality, he ended up playing uh, their CGR. Like, so how did that happen? Uh, well, the reason we it, assumed. Go ahead. Go ahead. I said the reason that actually happened in the quote unquote real world uh, was most of those games were a coin flip for Jeremy. Uh, and in three of our five matchups, I played into what I rated as fives. And I only had about eight fives in the entire 160 lists. That meaning uh, lists that I thought I was extremely advantaged into. Mm-hmm. I won all three of those games, and we were able to get me into those advantaged matchups because Jeremy took the coin flip. Yeah. So uh, I don't have a lot of regret about the pairing process as we went through it uh i think we had our uh a good analysis of what lists we thought we were good into or not so good into um and then we we put people into matchups to benefit the team to make our team score better uh jeremy and aaron ended up eating the brunt of the bad matchups so the others of us could profit Mm -hmm. uh is really what it boiled down to um yeah I would recommend also anyone who's looking at the stats from the outside in and wasn't like involved in any way, not saying that you like your opinion doesn't matter or anything, but like it's really important to look at it through like a very specific lens of people had a plan. Like Jeremy basically got thrown under the bus three rounds in a row and so that other people could try and excel. Like, like I went four and one, Jeremy went one and four, but if we just make that decision in reverse, it could easily have been the opposite, right? Like, if I'm eating bad matchups so that Jeremy can have good matchups, we could have easily swapped scores. And so, like, don't, no individual person's record really matters that much. 
It's more about what did the team do. And so when you're looking at the breakdown, if it's like everyone on our team has a bad matchup in the CGR, except for two people, and they're both like coin flip games, are you better just eating the loss with a, a really bad matchup so that somebody else can have a good matchup? And it's so like that those sacrifices happen all the time. And without context, you don't know that. So if you just like look up somebody's score and like, oh, this guy went 0-5, he must be bad. Like that's probably not the case, right? And so I just, yeah, so yeah. people know, like, don't, don't just assume, you know, personal record matters. It really doesn't. Yep. The last game we were even talking uh, about it, uh, Aaron's like, what do you want to play? And I told Aaron, I was like, I want us to win this last fucking match. Like, mm-hmm. put me into whatever. We need to get to three and two. We need to get to three like, and fucking two. Fucking make it happen. I'm like, yeah. let's fucking do it, man. I'm I'm busy eating dick here, man. Yeah. Let's go. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I am so hungry for, like, just give me whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. All right. So, did we get the all the last part of that question? What was it? What was yeah. the prep worth it? Would you do differently? Absolutely. Doing differently. I have a whole new plan on how to do matchup stuff later, which is less time consuming for the individual players. Um, it was a lot of like learning curve stuff. Like, th- like the only things we would change are things in hindsight that we like we had no evidence to change at the time. Uh, I know personally, I misrated several matchups that got. This the reason I lost the one game I lost is because I, I underrated the matchup. Uh, Kenny asks, how many times did you guys table someone? And regardless of the answer, why in the hell wasn't it more? Uh, Jeremy had a bad day. That's why. Zero, Kenny. We tabled zero, zero opponents. And that's because why. we're nice. We wanted to make friends. So. Aww. All right. Uh, Kenny had a follow-up question. Uh, this is a complex question, so I'm going to break it down for you. Uh, what surprised each of you most? I think we already talked a little bit about when we talked to like models and stuff, but um, was there something else? Just in general. Um, let's see. I can go first. Yeah, why don't you go okay. first? Uh, this is both. This this actually was the surprise, and that is how casual the entire tournament felt. Uh, mm-hmm. I was blown away by the people that were there. Uh, I have a relatively negative attitude towards humanity. Um, mm-hmm. but the people there were generally awesome people, wonderful opponents, and it just felt like I was playing Thursday night at the game store. Uh, there were takebacks, um, like he forgot to, to heal on riots and then passed turn to me. And I'm like looking at my guys for 10 seconds. He's like, Oh, I forgot riots. You know, the extremist console. And I was like, so do it. He's like, no, it's past it. I'm like, just fucking heal your goddamn guy for one. We good. Okay. And then he did something else later that turn. He like he wouldn't take it back, no matter how much I said, just just do it. Um, and I think that happened throughout the tournament. It really felt like you were just playing on a Thursday night. Um, the, the the people were awesome. That that was yeah. You always hope you're going to have good opponents, and they're going to be awesome, and you're going to feel relaxed playing a game uh, between two people. Uh, but I just had a blast, you know, being my I don't know what you call me, not jovial, but. Uh, over-the-top self, just having fun while you're playing. Schizophrenic. Sure. So that surprised me that it, it actually was so good. I agree. Uh, I kind of expected it to be that way uh, based on experience in the past. But yeah, everyone was super cool. All the games were pretty easy. Um, even with the language barriers, everyone was like doing their best to, to be over open and, and um, obvious about what they were doing. Um but yeah, everyone was super chill. I'd say the thing that surprised me the most was the number of listeners we ran into. It seemed like every other person I talked to actually has listened to the cast or currently listens, and it was surprising. 
Um, I figured with the number of people not being from the U.S., obviously, like I figured we would not be very well known. But uh, running into, I think, three of our teams actively, three of the teams we played against actually listened, as well as a bunch of people I ran into and talked with. Jeremy, what what was surprised you? CGR. Um, I mean, like I said earlier, there, there's uh, I think there's like three things. Um, one <laughs> number one, uh, Perrin was ruining people with X Men. That surprised me. Like he was actively hurting people on the tabletop with that fucking list of his. Um, mm-hmm. I I can't remember his record. Was he like three two? Mm-hmm. Was he four one? Like he did he really like really well. Two. That's awesome. But he played a lot of pickup games. Yeah. I think he won all of his pickup games. He was doing really good, man. That's yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always impressed when you travel and there's a bunch of people and you got a whole entire room full of strangers, and your only connection is this weird ass game we play, and that mm-hmm. connection is this entire set of rules and things, and you can just line up and just do it and have a great time, and then afterwards, like suddenly they're a part of like your friend group. That to me is amazing, and this is like the Olympics of this game, I guess. That was how I kind of ex- describe it to people who yeah. you know, I work with. I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, we played Finland and Sweden and you know these countries. I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. Um, I was just surprised at how smooth the games went like, and, and how much fun it was. I lost three games in a row, and I had amazing games. Like, they were tight and fun. Uh, the three games in a row was fine. I didn't hit four. I almost lost my shit on four. Four was not cool. <laughs> uh, I know how many games I lost, Brandon. Thank you for holding your fingers up. Oh, well, you in said a in a row. That it was, I did lose three. And I had I'm holding up my hand on no, the fork. <laughs> I said I lost three games in a row and had an amazing time. Oh, okay. That statement is separate than I lost four games in a row. <laughs> okay. That's okay, a that's separate fair. statement. That's fair. Um, uh, and um, I was amazed at the food. The quality of food at a hotel that's connected, directly connected to an airport, is just astounding. Like the yeah, quality okay. of uh, life in the food. I'm gonna, stuff I'm gonna butt in for a second because Chris asked this question exactly. Each of you guys, what was the best thing you ate on your trip? Go Burger King. <laughs> Fucking hate you. <laughs> Swedish meatballs. Uh, Fucking amazing. Swedish meatballs. I I do wish I had had those Swedish meatballs. Dude, they were so good. And for $45, they better have been, but still. Uh, Your box the, of The burger I had was not very good, yeah. The the meat was good, but the bun, and that, it was not built, it was not put together very well. Um, I did really like dinner on Saturday. Dinner on Saturday was good. Uh, the teriyaki chicken was, was solid. A, yeah, the chicken was fucking the good. Desert, the dessert was also great. The, it was raspberry cake, uh, but it was like this little, like, I don't know what kind of cake it was, but it was, it was this little, like, short cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and they also had these like cream sundaes. It was like cream with like a raspberry jam on top, and so I would mix it all up, and I would dip the the raspberry cake into oh, it. It was so very good. good. Yeah. Uh, breakfast was very solid. It, I didn't realize that the cultural thing was for them to eat just like sliced cheeses and meats and vegetables and stuff. That was pretty good. I even liked the eggs. The eggs were okay. I know they're runny, but that's like the the standard. Um, yeah, it was overall very good. It's nice to get up in the morning, eat some like fresh ingredient food, and like kind of get going. Uh, I absolutely do not like the fact that they only drink out of shot glasses. That seemed pretty <laughs> weird and annoying. I was like, uh, well, I've had one and a half swallows, so it's time to go back and get more water. <laughs> like, fucking Christ. 
every time I've gone to Europe, I've been like, these people must be fucking constantly dehydrated. It's like there's no water anywhere. <laughs> they don't have water fountains. It's like, I think they expect everybody to just carry around a thermos of water because you'll die if you don't. It was very weird. But I mean, obviously, when you're sleep deprived, you get dehydrated anyway. So it's probably just like me and my own head. But yeah, alcohol and sleep deprivation does not equal well hydrated. And so I'm just guzzling water all weekend. Uh, Aaron, favorite thing you ate? Uh, it'd been the dinners. They just had a lot of wide variety of food, good food. Okay. Nothing specific. Uh, Aaron, I th- I think I know the answer to this because I, I listened to the last cast and I'm pretty sure I you checked them all off. But were there any goals that you didn't fulfill in terms of uh, finishing goals? Mm-hmm. I know you had goals for you know the <clears throat> for the whole team and you had goals for yourself. Were there any of them that you didn't meet? No. Um, okay. Obviously, I mean, obviously. The, you can stack goals, right? Mm-hmm. You have like the bare minimums and then you have your, you know, we want to win the tournament. That is a goal, right? Right. Uh, it is also more of a hope and aspiration than an actual goal, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so of all the ones that I would put more than 50% goal than aspiration, I think we hit them all. Like I, I would have liked to have been four and one, um, but leaving three and two is totally happy. That kind of makes sense. So I'm going to say yes, we hit the goals. Win all your matches that you have a 51% chance into? Yep. Win all those. Just lose the 49%er. Yep. Nice. Because you're a <laughs> fucking idiot and can't count. Oh. Um, oh, oh, oh. By the way. So hold on. I got, oh I got boy, a timeout. No. So I went back and, you know, obviously get, kind of gave that recap to my wife. Uh, and uh, so as we're driving back, I'm like, yeah, so, you know, I played this guy. He's, he's kind of, he's kind of, he's a good guy. Maybe the best player in the world, but uh, kind of a good guy. And uh, I lost the game because I made a stupid fucking error, right? Um, and it's like, but that's okay. I'm just gonna I'm gonna dwell on it for like two days, and I'll get over it. And she's gonna be like, nah. Or, or you're just gonna like you know live with it for the rest of your fucking life. <laughs> I'm like, what, really? <laughs> that's some harsh pain Ouch. right there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, she just knows you. I yep. mean, of, of all the people on the entire planet, she knows you better than anyone. And she's like, yeah, you're gonna dwell on this for the rest of your entire fucking life. <laughs> Thanks, dear. Yeah. 49% tattoo. You're going to have to add to yeah, your nice. collection. You you need to get the 49% tattoo. I said t-shirt, not tattoo. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said tattoo. Uh, yeah, we, I was, I was let's, let's not kid ourselves. You need a sweatshirt or else you'll never wear it. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, true. Okay. Well, he'll wear it. We just won't see it. It needs to be a hoodie. It'll be under the hoodie. Yeah. Right. All right. What's that? Uh, I got another question. Uh, was uh, this is from Chris? Was there anything unique to a European meta that you kept encountering that was different than what we think of around uh, locally as a meta? Was there was there any European meta that you could identify? Uh, I didn't. Um, I know that statistically speaking, they play more of one thing than the other. Like I think Avengers are less popular in the in the UK, and uh, webs are more popular in the UK. But other than that, I mean, with the team format, Meta's pretty much thrown out the window, so. You know, they don't, um, the one thing I will say that they do not do or have that we have, like, mountains of is cool dice and cool widgets and shit. Like, we have more cool shit. They don't bring any of that, dude. They just have what comes in the box, and they roll that. That's it. Yeah, that we, uh, the U.S. has a pretty crazy amenities, like, sensation that that they don't so a lot of people Mm. don't have like custom tokens they don't have custom dice they don't have all that stuff um 
so when we gave all of our opponents a set of dice, they were all like, oh, this is really cool. And like, so, and like, when we pulled out our infamous objective tokens, they're like, oh, those are cool. And like, so having like all the branded stuff was, was pretty interesting because everyone was uh, like, oh man. Here, here's a good follow up question. Uh, how many of the anti ghostwriter tokens were taken? Did, did you guys give any of those away? Did you bring those with you? That's on air. Uh, none. Because okay. enough people locally wanted them, I didn't have enough to give away. So. Okay. I thought you gave one away. I, I saw gave one, one away to Sooner because he is a oh, staunch okay. anti-CGR advocate. Yeah, that's true. So, he flatly refused to play CGR even though his team told him he should. Yes. His list would have been better without it, and he refused to do so. So he, as a co-founding member of the CGR Free Zone, got a token. But otherwise, I did not nice. have any, any free ones to give away. I've got uh, one more follow-up meta question. This one's from Ryan. Um I know this is the, the was, meta was really wide, but overall, meta in good place or meta in bad place for an event like this? Um, I can go last if you guys want, or I can go first. You want me to go first? I'll go first with a really quick yeah. one. Okay? Yeah, go for it. So as long as all the CGR people play each other, I think your meta is just fine. Uh, I think uh, the meta is in the best place it's been in a very long time. Now, that's not to say it's not devoid of issues, uh, but especially right now with the new course set out, I think people should be looking in a positive direction, not a negative direction, and uh, everyone wishlisting for nerfs online is not helping anything. So uh, I think the meta is in a pretty solid place. I'm, I'm more excited to play now than I have been in a very long time. Uh, I will say that uh, the diversity of lists at the WTC astounded me continues to astound me i loved seeing all the various lists that were out there uh, other than prio having an impact i loved the pairing process getting to uh, massage who got to play who if there could be a way to do that in a a fair manner i would have loved it even more um i am very hesitant to see what the next month is going to bring like at, at a competitive event with cgr available mm. so i'll hedge my i love the meta uh, speech with that. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, we've gone out repeatedly before and said that the 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 diversity of affiliations at the WGC I think is unparalleled and will probably never be repeated. I think it was absolutely amazing. Ooh, challenge accepted for next year's, I suppose. And we'll see, but I I don't think we will. I think next year there people will start um, group thinking a bit more. I think people were really excited to do new stuff this time, mm -hmm. and so we'll see how it goes. Uh, real fast, uh, it might be hard to pick one, and I know you guys have given a pretty good overview and alluded to some of these, but Josh wanted to know, could you pick one best moment in a game that, that you know, teeted your totter? You really liked that moment. You were very satisfied with something. Best moment in a game. Uh, I think that we need a requirement first. I will only do so if you agree to never say that again. Teeted your totter. How about trip your trigger? <laughs> I will literally stab you. Flip your wig. Could you do that? I, either of those two are fine. If you okay. say whatever the fuck that was the first time again, you're off the cast and banned from the geekery. Wow, that is and really... And I'm not kidding at all. Wow, that is intense. I did not know that was a trigger yeah. for you. Uh, apparently it is. Yeah, okay. I, <laughs> and I, neither did I, because it's it. never fucking happened. Okay, cool. Now okay. I know. Uh, Aaron, I think you have one, right? Yes. So I already talked about yeah. the... Uh, the uh, the blob pushing Storm into the Voodoo Logan play, which was amazing. But my most favorite uh, point was playing a pickup game against Niklas on Saturday night. 
Uh, he was playing oh, his God. convocation. He was an amazing <laughs> convocation player. <laughs> I know where this is going. Jeremy knows where going. I know where this is going. We're literally going to get canceled. Uh, and so we're playing this game, and uh, throughout the entire event, Sam either has great dice or horrible dice. And by great dice, I mean he's either pushing people, ricocheting, pushing more people, or he just blanks out completely. Uh, so you see it all throughout the course of the event. So I understand how in a game, playing at Sam can be the most frustrating thing in the world. Or he can be like the worst three threat you've ever seen against you. Like, I don't get why people like this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was nice to, nice to see throughout nine games. So uh, I go, I think I had like one or two damage on his strange. And uh, I go to charge to just like whatever. I need to get there anyway. I'll spend two power. I'll get one refunded. We'll see what happens. This is on Ironbound Book's turn. And so I pick up four dice of my random pool of 10. And I say, charge, shield throw. And I ask him would you like to change this attack to Mystic? And he says, oh, yes, I will. And I say, aha, well then, I will grab my Mystic attack dice. And I put my four <laughs> dice down, and I pick up four new ones, and I roll like six or seven hits that he doesn't block at all. I fucking just one-shot his strange oh with a shield God. throw from Sam. The cool thing about it was the fact that I changed my dice, not reached like behind me, but just in the pool of dice that I've been rolling the entire time, like the 10 I have. Um, like, I was just being cute, right? <laughs> but oh, just, it, it looked like, cute. Schizophrenic. <laughs> schizophrenic. Yeah, you're being schizophrenic. That's awesome. Yeah, I just, uh, with my mystic attack dice, <laughs> just blew through his strange. I uh, was so far. I wonder why, I, if people ask why UK people hate Americans, they, this is exactly why. Uh, <laughs> that's the reason? You really, okay. Uh, this, was, this was Niklas from Sweden, not the UK. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, that's fair. The, yeah. From Europe. Yeah, okay. And at that point, so I anyway, told him, from, yeah. I, I asked him, I was Also like, not part of the EU, yeah. I was like, and at some point, you're going to come across the table after him. Like, <laughs> I was like, dude, he's going to get charged. Yeah. So that was mine. Yeah. Crazy. Jeremy, did you have one? I had several, but honestly, one of the uh, my favorite times or thing that happened was against George. Um, he comes over and we're talking, and um, George makes us a bunch of drinks. Or he he <laughs> he kept offering drinks during the tournament, and, I, and I'm like, no, I'm not drinking right now. And we're get we're sitting down, kind of after everything's over, and this is after the last round. And he's like, you want a drink? And I'm like. I don't know why I keep saying no. Hell yeah, I do. So he makes us a drink and we're drinking and laughing or whatever. And I, I'm like, he's like, no, I don't want to drink until I've like, wait, I've lost all my games. Yeah, yeah give like, me I'm, some I'm fucking over. alcohol. <laughs> so we decide we're going to play a game and we're kind of talking back and forth and we're discussing some CGR stuff and like kind of our experience. And he's, he's been pretty let down by the experience as a whole. And uh, I'm like, okay, well, Hey man, let's play a game. And I got to tell you what, I can tell you right now, I don't want to play CGR. So don't worry about that. I'm putting that aside. Let's just let's just fucking play a game. And I can tell you, I'm not playing any big models. And he's like, cool. So we play a game. Lines his shit up. He's got a bunch of uh, cable and he's got Deadpool. And he tells me how his favorite list has uh, like double Josh Brolin in it. And uh, <laughs> it's got Ryan Reynolds and they're all like, he's very characterful. Like he loves all of uh, his characters yeah. and he's got a story and he's the one that like, it, when he does the um, Deadpool dance thing, you have to play the music and do the dance. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, he doesn't know. So let's give them a quick rundown. Um, yeah. Tell this, tell that exactly. I don't remember exactly yeah, what the yeah. deal was with that. So the cookies monsters, uh, the, his entire thing was he brought Deadpool because he loves to dance. And so 
His goal for the entire event was to use Dance Party, which is the uh, <laughs> dice trigger on maximum effort on his injured side. Injured side, yes. And so he brought a speaker, and as soon as he used Dance Party, their whole team was going to stop playing, switch the clocks to them. They were going to turn on music and start dancing. <laughs> and that's so adorable. the entire event, that's all he was trying to do. Uh, and none of his opponents obliged him. They all just fucking ran right through Deadpool and never gave him a chance. Yeah, Aww. that's not good. So, yeah, any, so yeah. Um, so we're going through this discussion or whatever. We, we set our lists up and we start playing. And um, somewhere halfway through, and we're having a great time. We're jumping through portals and shooting each other. And it's one of the most standard issue games of Marvel Crisis you could play. It was very honest, as people would call it. Very honest game. Until um, Red Skull 1 decides to check his cube, he gains a shitload of power, and then one-shots Cable and fucking blows him up with one cube blast. (laughs) And that was one of my favorite things that happened in the entire thing. And it drew um, uh, Deadpool in, did a point of damage, Got him closer to doing his dance party and all of that shit. So that 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 cracked me up. I like that one. Nice. And just playing George was a blast. He he was a he was a crack up. Just kept bringing us drinks, and he brought us drinks later. Mm-hmm. And he just he's yeah, one of those, George was definitely like life of the party. He he's one of those people that if he showed up at your game store, you'd be like, you got a game yet? You know, come on over, let's play a game, man. So mm-hmm. good guy. Um, I'm going to pick a moment in a game uh, against Johan. Um, I was playing against Wakanda, and I had just played all webbed up, so like most of his models were slowed at this point. And I've got Miles holding an extract, and he is activating Black Panther. And I'm kind of like surrounded by Black Panther, Shuri, and Mbaku. They're like all in a triangle around me. And... Um, I know that this is about to go sideways, and my only chance is to keep Miles standing through Black Panther's activation. Black Panther has a bunch of power. And so he measures it, and he's just barely out of range, too. So he's like, okay, so I'm going to play Wakanda Forever first. And so he shoots with Shuri to push me into um, Black Panther's range, so that way he can hit me and then pounce and then hit me again. Um, and then Mbaku can hit me after if the there's still life left and then if not he can attack toad who's got an extract next to him uh so he shoots uh miles i fall back to the other side of black panther and then he because there's no terrain nearby he pushes me out the backside because he has to push uh so now the only person who has range to me is mbaku who's barely got range like in cover and so he uh hits me again spider senses blah 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 witty banter i end up taking like two damage from the attack and so now Black Panther's in this really weird situation where he, to attack me, he'll have to not be on an objective. <laughs> so he ends up shaking slow and advancing to a point. So he plays Spirit of Wakanda with Black Panther on three people and makes two attacks. And after he finishes activation, he says, well played. <laughs> I was like, nice. It's like, I completely shut down his huge aggro turn by just, you know, properly timing a couple defensive mechanics. Nice. Uh, so that was one of my more fun interactions, mostly because my opponent recognized it and uh, we had to kind of laugh at it. Uh, this is another quick follow up question for you, Brandon. This is just a question for Richard. How many rounds did you play Peter One? You said a bunch of uh, rounds, but how many was it? Uh, it was, unfortunately, it was only three because two of my rounds I played 18 and 19 points, which uh, my list, while it is amazing at 17 and 20, mm-hmm. 
uh, it is weaker at 18 and 19, because my only real option is to upgrade a three-pointer to a four, or upgrade a three-pointer to a five. Uh, and at 18, I can upgrade a four-pointer to a five. Um, and so, because of that, I end up with ASM in the list twice, even though I don't really want to play ASM in either game. I kind of want to play him in the last round, but I did not want to play ASM against Wakanda. I just didn't really have another choice to get 19 points. It's really the only thing I can do um, that is competitive, at least. Mm -hmm. um, so, unfortunately, I was kind of locked into a list I didn't want to play. I actually think if we play at 17, I win that game with Peter. One. Um, so, the answer is three. Uh, I wish it was more. Uh, he was absolutely wrecking all weekend. Nice. <clears throat> Connor asks, how much was the time differential an issue on day one of play? Um, Jeremy, you want to take that one? <laughs> Uh, for me, Jeremy's still in Denmark. No, I mean, honestly, it wasn't, um, during play, I'm fine. I'm very good when it comes to gaming and focus, but the problem yeah. is, is in between gaming. Like I was swimming yeah. in space and time. Um, mm -hmm. and then the second I'm back at the table, I'm okay. And then shifting mm -hmm. back and forth, back and forth. Like, I didn't know if I was sleeping awake, where were the foot, like it was weird. <laughs> it's still been weird. Like I'm just barely getting back into the kind yeah. of where I'm at kind of mode. Spellshock's the only one I'm not really sure about, but I think honestly everyone during the games dealt with the the sleep deprivation slash time change extremely well. I think everybody was really in the zone. I think they really brought their A game. The only reason I say I don't know about Spellshock because it's not really something we talked about over the weekend. He may have felt really tired and he just didn't say anything. Um, but everyone else I talked to, all the rest of the four of us, all, all said that they were doing just fine during play. Um, but yeah, it was, it's definitely a little culture shock when like, you know, you're normal. I remember Jeremy woke up in the middle of the night and ate a bunch of candy bars or something. Oh yeah. Is it granola bars? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jeremy like, he, he woke bars. up in the middle of the night. I get up in the morning, I walk past his bed. I'm like, yeah, there's just a pile of like granola bar wrappers on the ground, like a bunch of them. I'm like, what the fuck happened? It was I dinner time. I was like, I was so, I woke up, it was dinner time. I was so hungry. <laughs> I just ate a bunch of granola bars. Sweat. Full of sweat. Fucking crazy. <laughs> it was really weird. I kept waking up because my I normally I have a I have a really good internal clock, and so normally I wake up at ten every day, and so I wake up at ten. Well, ten is now one, <laughs> and so I like wake up. I'm like, oh yeah, it's time to go up. So twice, two days in a row, I woke up at one a.m. and groggily looked at my phone. I'm like, oh yeah, it's it's fucking ten a.m. And so I walk into the bathroom, brush my teeth, take a shower, walk back out, and go, oh, it's one thirty in the morning. <laughs> I guess I'll go back to sleep now. That didn't work, so I just stay up for the rest of the time. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, it was very strange. The first, the first night, I uh, I woke up at one thirty, brushed my teeth, took a shower, realized it was two a.m. I'm like, yeah, this is weird. I thought it was seven. Oops. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go. So I just go downstairs and I start working on matchups. <laughs> like, uh, this kind of falls along. We had another question. Uh, any tips for managing the time difference? Anybody try something and it worked? Um, I tried not sleeping for three days and then sleeping all at once. Uh, that did not work at all. I only slept two hours. So, Aaron, Aaron you're a world traveler. You you you've been across the pond a couple times. Any tricks? Uh, yeah, I fucking hate it. Yeah, <laughs> but you have to try to stay awake as long as possible. The, mm -hmm. So you when you're there, so you yeah. you can't like because your body wants to crash. If you crash at like seven at night, you will get up at midnight and you can't get back to sleep. So you have to like stay up till like 11 that forces your body and it'll crash for six hours then and you'll actually wake up when you're supposed to. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been a long time since I've been actually been able to do that. I just cannot force my body to stay up. So I got up 
I slept through the first night, and after that, I got one night of one hour of sleep the next night, mm-hmm. and it was just bad. The whole yeah. the whole time, I was completely off sleep schedule. Uh, so but, you think it would? I mean, I I think I did just fine in the games. Um, mm-hmm. I only made one mistake. It was in Pat's game, like actual like cheating mistake when he says, I'm like, okay, I'm attacking you five dice. And so I was like, okay, I grabbed five dice and I rolled them. Yeah. And that was like, saw that. you have an illegal amount of dice. And I'm like, what? I'm like, Oh, well stop fucking telling you me how many illegal, dice to roll. You have an illegal amount of dice. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what he said. It's like, that's you rolled awesome. an illegal amount of dice. I'm like, Oh uh, yes, I did. Well, stop telling right. me numbers. Cause I'm just going to use those numbers. You tell me to roll. I kept looking over at your game versus Pat, and I was just like, I have no idea what's happening. And I didn't know if it was because I was too tired or because I just wasn't understanding the game state. And it wasn't until after the round you told me you made him deploy sideways that I was like, oh, <laughs> I thought you guys were playing intrusions, not gamma. Like, <laughs> so weird. Yeah, that, that would be a really strange thing to walk it up was, to a table. I was trying to understand because yeah. it was like like on an F you can't tell, right? Like there's technically, it's oblong, but it's, it's hard to notice in like a in a in a blank space and so it was like what is happening like it was so weird i can't believe and then, like, like all of their models are like lumped on one side i'm like why did you go refuse flank on intrusions <laughs> that doesn't make any sense like, i was like and then he told me i was like oh now i understand <laughs> you're just an idiot and you made your opponent play sideways <laughs> ouch that wasn't exactly my takeaway no, I I understand. I'm just saying, like nobody should be allowed to play sideways. It's dumb. That's the most Brent Simon thing ever. All right, I'm leaving uh, the cast right now. <laughs> I mean, he did try and make everyone play sideways. I explained why I did it. Right, not to be no, asked, no. But... I you had a strategy. It was fine. I I just I don't think you should be allowed to do it. Well, and I, it's not because it's like too. It's just annoying. I fully agree. I started off no, my comment I know. that way, but yeah, no, no. When when the TO tells you you can do it, it's now his fault, not yours. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying in general. All right, uh, Jeremy, do you have any uh, tra- travel tips? Wear wet socks when you go to bed. Oh god, oh, god. That kind of stuff. Make fists with your toes. Um, yeah. <laughs> anything arrive like that, at your airport very early. Oh god, no. Um, I don't would, check I bags. Would, yeah, do not check bags. I. I definitely um, don't lose your. You passport. need to go earlier. Uh, you need to go uh, several days early. I think. I, I, That's what I was going to ask Aaron. Yes. Um, if I do it again, you... at least three days early. Damn! Wow. Because I'm just following the pattern. Because you said you slept okay the first night, but then you only got like one hour of sleep the next two nights. Yeah. Wouldn't that have made it worse? No. So if you're not playing all day, then you can. You know, I could have forced myself to go out to dinner at 7 o'clock on night two instead of, like, I crashed hard at, like, 9. When you guys went out, like, I crashed hard at 9 and woke up at 2. And then I was up Saturday night. You guys went out to the... Oh, you mean Sunday night after the tournament was over. We went to the pub. Yeah, Yeah. whatever. Yeah, you went out out to the pub and I crashed hard because I couldn't stay awake. And uh, instead of sleeping through the night, I was, again, asleep at 9, up at 2. And I was just awake from 2 until 7. Uh, which made for a hellacious, you know, 40-hour trip back through air- airports yeah. and driving. Like, you saw me in well, the car. I was dead. Yeah, you were a zombie. Um. So, again, I'm basing this off of my trip to Spain a month prior, where I got there mm-hmm. a week before. Sorry, I got there four days before the global tournament started, just hanging out with the family yeah, and sightseeing. sightseeing and stuff. Yeah. And, like, I could go out to dinner at 8, and I'm, I'm going to force myself to stay awake to eat dinner. I'd get back at 10, and now I crash, as opposed to doing it early. So... Mm-hmm. I really do think going several days earlier will 
give you the flexibility to to get on a better sleep schedule. Yeah. Uh, this this is a pretty big question. Feel free to just tell me no. <laughs> I we refuse to answer. Uh, but Nigel asks um, if if there was another WTC next weekend, um, and but you had the ability to remake your teams, would you remake teams, uh, knowing how it all shook out? Uh, little do you know, this was the only topic in the car ride on the way. <laughs> So, no, uh, but I, I have some major takeaways. Can you not delete the question? Can you leave oh, it there? Sure. Thank you. Um, I think it's uh, it's pretty obvious, personally, what we do. Uh, so Aaron didn't feel comfortable with Guardians. It's Aaron England. Um, so last minute, he switched to Immortal or Midnight Suns, I would say that. Midnight Suns. And that left us in kind of a void because we didn't really want anybody else to change affiliations. Um, but I, I support his thing. You, know, you don't want to go with something you don't feel comfortable with. So I think he should have played Midnight Suns. Uh, but I think in hindsight, obviously, we would have had Jeremy probably switch to Guardians. Um, just because of the natural fit on the team. We had nobody using CGR at the time. Uh, Malekith had just been nerfed. But Jeremy was so practiced with his list, I don't even think we really considered that in, in live time. But... Um, I don't know, Jeremy, would you have wanted to switch to Guardians? We talked about that as like a theory, but would that be something you would have been interested in? Like Malekith just got nerfed, CGR was open, all the Guardians models are still available. Um, I would have had to have seen it now. I mean, hindsight and all, I, I definitely should have. Yeah. Um, but proposing it before, I would have had to try it. You know what I mean? I, I would have tried it. Yeah. I could be convinced, but at the time, I don't think I was convinced that um, the nerf hurt Malekith as bad as it did. Um, but now I'm certainly, um, I, I, yeah, it's not where it was. Well, yeah, because the big problem was our plan initially was to put you in all the big guys and they nerfed him primarily versus other big guys. And so it put your primary leader into a definite secondary position. And so while Red Skull 1 is fine, I think it's a good list. It's just different when you're planning on playing big guys because the whole point of the Red Skull list was kind of to go wider. Mm -hmm. And so then you're going wider versus tall guys, which is normally a bad thing. And so it's just a really weird spot. I mean, I, I know everyone was scrambling, so I'm not like you'd making excuses or anything. But and I, I like I said, I don't think in the moment we even considered it. I don't yeah. think anyone ever even brought it up. But in hindsight, looking at like what the best list still on the board was, as soon as Aaron switches to mid er, to Midnight Suns, I think somebody needed to move to Guardians, hundred percent, because they're they're so strong. And yeah. so and obviously, there's no practice time. But, like, in a vacuum, what was the right decision? I think the right decision was Guardians. Um, now, also, we probably could have collectively cut the Wakandan models from our teams and thrown a Wakandan player in, and that would have been fine. Um, and then, you know, Aaron England playing Wakandans instead of Midnight Suns would have been on the board, or having, like, a splash could have been there. And so, like, there's a lot of stuff we could have done. And it was just, like, because it all happened in, like, two weeks... It was just kind of harsh. Um, and I know a lot of people are in that space. Like, I talked to Sooner a bunch, and Sooner was like, yeah, there's like six or seven changes we would have made. Omnis said the same thing. There's a bunch of changes they would make if they just had like one more week of practice with the update. And so I think the issue was more of it was just such short notice. Like, most people, it's like two weeks before list lock. Not everyone's even free to do playtesting during that two weeks. Because, like, we got an uh, international trip, like, in a few weeks, like we, everyone's got stuff going on. So all of a sudden you had to go grind games, figure out stuff, play test changes. And it was like 
talk to your teammates about what they can sacrifice to make your list better. And like, it was just, you know, too much all at once. But yeah, in hindsight, I think Guardians was the easy answer. And Wakanda is probably the not so easy answer that we wouldn't have thought of. Mm -hmm. But I'm not like upset at the list we took. I think it was fine. Nope. Like, like we've talked about before, like my games could have like legitimately, I could have won all of, all of them. Like there's no reason Mm -hmm. I, that certainly could have came out differently. Now our our score wouldn't have came out differently because we already looked at that. Like my games yeah. ended up being non games for most of for all of them because of how our wins and losses went. But yeah, you know it would have been like, oh, okay, we made the right choices, and it's like, well, it's a fifty fifty shot anyway. But Guardians would have been yeah. a better choice for the models I had and the quality of uh, attacks and stuff, and also the tactics cards needed to be changed as well. Like just for the quality, yeah. quality of attacks that you've done. I think three of our rounds, or two of our losses, one of our wins could have easily gone either direction. Even though the one in four on the losses, like there are several things that happened that were just like really close matchups, or like you know losing priority in the X Men mirror is like such an uphill battle. And it's like we won one of them, and I think we lost two. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly the fallout, but. I know Perrin played the match, the mirror several times. I know he was, he won basically every game he won Pryo and he lost every game he lost Pryo. Hmm. And it's just like kind of what you expect. Yeah, like one team's going to go up 4 1, and that's that's just harsh. It's hard to come back from. Um, but yeah. Uh, what's next? All right. Um, your last question is actually from me. Uh, are you guys planning on doing it again next year after having done it? Would you get Would you get up and do it again? I don't know if we can answer this, can we? Sure. Okay. Aaron, you go first. Sure. So, uh, I don't know if anyone's listening to the episode with the kind of the coaches talking about it. the 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 U.S. committee or lack thereof uh, has no idea how teams will be selected next year. It'll either be first come, first serve, like it was this year, uh, or there might be some sort of Illuminati that gets formed to to decide who gets to go with some hopefully non-nefarious process. Um, so I don't know if we would have the opportunity to go, first of all. Mm-hmm. However... I think it's, yeah, desire. If we could, uh, I am right now on the fence. If I had to decide right now, I don't know. Uh, and I, and would I'll, you say it's like 51% want to go? <laughs> I would not indeed say that. You, you might say that, say that I, but I wouldn't. I would say that. Okay. I'd say, I would say he's 51%. Okay. Um, so I looked at it, it as $1,500 for me. And plus mm-hmm. I was paying for two. So it cost me three grand to go play five games of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a great time. I would do it in a heartbeat if it was paid for. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. but at some point I'm not made of money. Like I am retired doing nothing, which also does not bring in a lot of money. So, uh, financially speaking, it's, it, it was a hard pill. I definitely wanted to do it once kind of a bucket list. I would consider doing it again but would really have to look at my finances to see if I could afford it. Okay. Well, Jeremy? You... Okay. Um, I would be 100% in. This is, those are the kind of things that I enjoy. Um, and I know that it's a limited kind of thing. Like, there'll be a time where I don't want to do it anymore. Um, but for now, it is something that I really enjoyed. So as long as I enjoy doing my hobbies and I want to do them and I can afford them because I'm not retired, <laughs> and I do have an income, and like it's not a big deal. Uh, so yeah, I would be a hundred percent in. And again, depending on 
the Illuminati and all of that, it's it's its own thing. So if the option comes, I would definitely be in. Um, yes, I would also like to go again. Um, I Like I said, I've been there before. Um, it's pretty much exactly what I expected, which meant it was an absolute great time. Um, I enjoy the prep, obviously, more than anybody else on the team. Uh, I enjoy... I enjoy everything about it. I, uh, which is like kind of weird. I think, like, I think you're not supposed to like everything about it, but I love everything about it. My least favorite part is being in the weird location that most people love. Like, normally we like we went to Copenhagen. Everybody's like, "What did you do in Copenhagen?" I was like, "I, I went to the WTC." And they're like, "Yeah, but what did you do?" Is like, "I, I went to the WTC." It's like, "But where did you go see?" I was like, "I didn't leave the hotel." <laughs> like, so, mm-hmm. And so that's that's the weird part for me. Um, I don't I don't really care about sightseeing. Um, I did have fun in the one place we went, but that was because there was something to do there that I wanted to do. Um, but no, I had a super super fun time. Uh, I would love to go again. Um, I plan. My current plan is to try and make that happen actively, but uh, we'll see what happens. Cool. That's exciting. That that's all the bag of questions. I think there's one more question. But did you delete the other question? Oh no my my other question doesn't isn't isn't really important. It, you should ask it. Oh, uh, when do they announce next year's location and time? Is it already done? They already have Parker. Uh, it's happening in Copenhagen next year. Ah, okay. Uh, they're splitting it off from the War Machine WTC, and it's going to be its own freestanding event. Oh, so the it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. I thought it was the same group of people organizing. The, uh, the so events. I believe Gil organized both this year, mm-hmm. uh, but the the. The War Machine one travels around, and I believe they pick a local person to host it. And so basically they run the event, but the event is like basically owned by other a group of people. And so it like moves around, and they just have a local person set everything up and run the event. And so it's like a traveling tournament. And Gil decided to like staple on the, the MCP side mm-hmm. on top of it. And now he's like in charge of the MCP side, so it's split off on its own now. Ah. That's my understanding. I'm not sure that's correct, but that's my understanding. So as far as we know, it might be a Copenhagen event for the for the foreseeable future. I believe future. the current plan is for it to be Copenhagen and for the indefinite future until there's a reason for it to not be. Okay. Which, personally, I'm fine with. Um, it is cool to travel around different places, but also, like, having knowing in advance, it's like, okay, well, I can just, like, plan now. Like, I could get an Airbnb in the area for, like, the week before and just plan that out. Um, also it's a really nice travel hub. Um, and you know, g- in general, Denmark's a nice place. So there's no real negative to it other than it's not moving around. Nice. That was the last question. Yep. Um, cool. So that's going to wrap up news. Uh, let's move into currently playing. What are you currently playing? Jeremy uh, just died. Jesus. Oh, uh. <laughs> What's <the> news? <laughs> that's that's I'm a good. Bastard. That's good. I, stuff. I have one piece of newsish information. Oh, okay. Let's in do what that. used to be our for the forums from the forums segment, Ooh. Uh, AMG recently released a forums ruling clarifying joint effort. It's a tactics card that says for the next attack you get plus two dice for each attack. That friendly model. Plus two dice for each friendly model uh, in the next attacks you make. So bottom line, they use singular 
and then plural in the same clause. And so people were confused. A, um, yeah. Turns out they've clarified. Re- Go ahead. It's reverse A force assemble for people wondering. For each of your models within two of the target, you add two dice. But yeah, go ahead. Yep. Uh, they have clarified that it, it works for all beams and area attacks. Hmm. So All attacks generated by them. Correct. Hmm. So if you uh, use joint so, effort with a beam, yeah. all of the attacks... Yeah. Would all the attacks current, that have somebody else within one will get two. dice. The current excitement right. is that you can use it on Sonic Annihilator, which is the fucking claw AOE5 card. And then everyone that's near an, one of your allies adds two dice to the attack roll. For each uh, of your allies. I mean, for you each add, of the attack. Add yeah. four to this guy, add two to that guy. Add right, two but that you guy. do like Devil's Deliverance, for example. And it's like, oh, cool, I'm within range two of these four people. And then also I've got an ally by me. And so he's also within two of all of them. And you're just like, oh, no. Yeah. And so it's like a 14 die yeah. OE2. You don't count yourself. Like, it's other allies. Right. But yes, yes, you are yeah. correct. You, so currently my favorite with it is Thor with God of Thunder because they lowered the cost on God of Thunder and he's it's got a charge he can charge in and then do it uh, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do because it's it like suddenly a really good attack when you can add four dice to it um, uh, so yeah, I'll clearly give you, yeah. yeah clearly dumb but go ahead I don't know if it's dumb it is not the way I expected it to be ruled I will withhold judgment I, until I see it I think it's objectively a bad ruling based on the wording of the card well, this is another example of them trying to be so far up their own goddamn assholes that they can't <laughs> look at something and call it what it is. Yeah. Because uh, it's stupid. Like, it, every other card or ability in the entire game that does what they just said this card does has a different wording. And the reason it has a different wording is because it doesn't work that way. Uh, it's just stupid. It's just ignorant bullshit. So they're going to have to errata the card now to make it do that. Yeah, that which is what they said. Which is what they said they're doing. Errata for We're going to make a ruling, which is going to cause an errata, because that's not what it does. And so if they were talk to the devs, and the devs were like, oh, we meant for it to do this. And then the the, the rules forum guys were like, well, then you need to change the card, because that's not how it works. Uh, one of, and then so, they said, okay, we will, and then that's fine, but somebody fucked up. One of the posts and whoever was that person is, an AMG employee, not just the dev, or not just a moderator. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway... Uh, my spicy sauce is to play Red Skull anything with uh, Victory Assured. Top of mm-hmm. two on an E. And just Take roll five like... damage, do a 16 die beam. Yep. <laughs> yeah, goodbye, <laughs> idiots. And the spicy thing is he provides his own plus two with the grunts. So mm-hmm. they just double move. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. It's probably not good, but I'm going to do it. I think it's good. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I wanted to the throw other, that in there the other, quasi-news. The other easy one is Cyclops, because Cyclops can field marshal some or field leader somebody into position and then do a beam five. Sure, but that's going to take six power, right? It costs three to play the okay. card, three to field leader. Like Red Skull, Red Skull has this me. online. Top of two, nothing <laughs> else required. No, yeah, he, he's solo artist. Twiddle, yeah. twiddle, twiddle. Yeah, yeah. He's like Rihanna. He went solo. He can do it. Yeah. So you're saying, because Red Skull 2 gets... So the the grunt gives plus two to two of the dice. To everyone that the grunts are within two of. Right. So pretend you're on a gamma, like people are between the two gamma points. Mm -hmm. So the grunts just double move on turn two to be within two of his entire team. Mm -hmm. Red Skull moves forward and uh, does, at that point, with nothing else, a 13 dice beam against the entire enemy team. And by entire enemy team, he means anyone who fits under a three-inch stick. That's exactly what I mean. 
Yeah, exactly. No, it's he's totally right. It's awesome. So if you play Researcher with Hydra, you're just like, you eat shit, dickheads. <laughs> the funny thing is on the last one, you kick in Mordo, and then it's a 15 dice beam, and then you daze uh, Red Skull. <laughs> and if you actually get close enough to them, on the next turn, you can play Occult Research and stagger everyone that's next to you. And then you play, um, what is it, Cosmic Obliteration? to remove the stagger and apply negative effects like incinerate to all of those people and then do it all fucking again with three actions. See? It's like, just play all your tactics cards and kill everybody. <laughs> it's like a one-man Kung Fu SWAT team. He can't be stopped. <laughs> you sold me a Kung Fu. Hide your children. Hide your children, hide your wives. They're fucking killing They're everybody. Fucking killing there. everybody. I got time for that. Yeah, so that's the from the forums this week. Um, is uh, AMG slash the rules mods are fucking it all up again. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Um, currently playing. Uh, Aaron, <laughs> Parker, what are you playing? Oh my gosh, we actually are going to talk some more? Okay. Yes, okay. fucking answer the question so we can move on. <laughs> uh, I played some C3 games. Um, it uh, it works, but it wasn't super exciting or intriguing for me. Uh, Aaron's uh, point of the last podcast is 100% apt after playing a couple games with him he uh you really have to think about power on models at the start of activation and the the takeaway i uh gained from it is models like gamora actually who just have things baked in that you don't have to spend power to activate to make with the wilds pop um actually have a little bit more uh, attraction than a model like Wolverine. Wolverine makes sense because he's in Avengers and he has great value. It's huge value, right? It's the pinnacle of value with flipping a wild. But he has to spend two power to do it. And so he needs three power to get the full combo with Steve's leadership. So the fact that Gamora just gets it from starting just from scratch is pretty cool. So I'm, I'm staring at things like that with him, but still like not super excited about Steve 3. Although one of the games I played with him was against CGR, so I finally have played against CGR. Um, I won and, uh, it was really close until, um, CGR was his only model left. And then I just scored all the points because that's mm -hmm. what happens when you only ask CGR left. Uh, unless you're Jeremy and then your guy rolls too low and starts contesting and it's a whole fucking new <laughs> nightmare that, situation. That's true. Uh, I was, I was, that playing... happened to him twice. He's just like, I got this game in the bag, and then, oh, man. but it's like researcher Mayor Fisk. And then the guy bricks the roll, starts contesting with a healthy model and scores six points <sighs> in one turn. He's that's like, yep. it's like, are you fucking shitting me? And uh, then the next turn he rolls zero again and gets to keep doing it. <laughs> I, I will say this and I don't know. Um, at least it worked this time. When I saw the CGR was a possibility, I just, everyone in the list was an offensive model. Like I took, like the most supporting model was Steve three and he is more of an offensive model. And that worked pretty well. Cause he felt like he had to kill everything all the time. And he didn't kill, mm. he didn't kill enough things every turn with CGR. And so eventually yep. I could, I killed his whole list around him and there wasn't much he could do about it. So that was, uh, that was something that worked against CGR that time at least. But I'm going to go with a, a goofy Hydra concept soon. Even though Steve 3 was not bad. Uh, he wasn't super inspiring. I'm excited to try a Hydra thing tomorrow. Alrighty. Uh, can you go ahead and read what Jeremy's playing for me? Uh, Jeremy's playing Butts and or Holes Ass to Mouth. <laughs> I don't know never, what that means. Never go Ass to Mouth. <laughs> never go Ass to Mouth. <laughs> Sometimes. Jeremy, what are you playing? Depends if you're A or B. 
Uh, we've all talked about how we're all changing lists after playing 100 games with our WTC list. So what, what do you have a plan on what you're moving to? Or are you just going to see how you're feeling tomorrow? Do you, um, honestly, I've been thinking a lot about Brotherhood. Um, I like a lot of those models, and I haven't touched any Brotherhood models in a very long time. So yeah. there's absolutely nothing wrong with Juggernaut. There's nothing wrong with Apex. Um, Mystique is the fucking bomb. Uh, I think that there's a lot of good stuff there, and I just I'm ready. I'm he hasn't touched Brotherhood models in a long time yet. Played Mastique in the. She's w- not Brotherhood. She's not Brotherhood. She's Cabal. She is for Cabal. Life. I'll give you that for I'll life. You that. Cool. I hope you have fun, Brotherhood. Uh, they're super fun. Uh, Aaron, uh, I am currently playing Hydra and Wakanda. Should be done with Hydra in about tomorrow, and then moving on to. Wakanda as a quasi-serious list and something to finish the last seven models I have on my yearly quest. Cool. I'm looking forward to that recap episode, so we'll see. Are we doing it as soon as you finish the quest, or are we waiting for a full year? Uh, it's up to you. Well, it's kind of up to you. I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, finally, I am switching uh, affiliations as well. Uh, I'm going to start playing Wizards again. I'm I'm actually pretty pumped. Uh, I finally built a list I don't hate, and uh, I'm gonna jam it. I assembled the final the final rock to go into the pile of rocks. I've got uh, Ultron the Metal Tyrant ready to go, and uh, yeah, jam some games. Parker, I'm playing your favorite model, Modok Two. Ooh, Modok Two in Convocation feels awesome. I've done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have Cable currently in the roster, so you can uh, throw him up to seven defense dice counting blanks on Book's turn. It's just like, why? I am, the, I am the ultimate mind martial artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the mindful artist, uh, I guess. Yeah, master of the mental arts. <laughs> yes, he's so awesome. Uh, the other fun thing is with New Ultron, uh, he gets to sack to the grunts that explode. Mm-hmm. And when they die, it resets Book's. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm I'm pretty pretty happy with what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, I want I want to see my opponent just get really pissed off. You want to see him really pissed off is when you when you get enough power on uh, Strange Two to scalpel Modok like across the board and he's standing next mm-hmm. to stuff. You're like, Ugh, I hate yeah. this. Yeah, I think I'm actually going to end up scalpeling um, Ultron more often, but we'll see. I thought Ultron I want had Ultron movement tech. Am I cray cray? I no, I thought he did too. I must have misread his card, or I just like in the stream of like the thirteen uh-huh. models we read, I just mixed up something. I thought he had a place ability too, but I was wrong. Uh, he does not. He has a bow. He's got helmets. Oh, right. He has. A he bow. counts wilds as doubles on mystic defense, mm-hmm. and he um, he's got a size four throw, and his spender automatically throws up to size four as well, and has explosive force, and so you can throw somebody. And then also, um, you can throw somebody in the explosive force, like, everyone away, which is um, not... I don't think that exists anywhere in the game, does it, Aaron? Because Blob doesn't do that. He only explosive forces... Oh, no, I guess it's about the same. Yeah, because he has the throw on the frog splash, right? Uh, It's a push, not a throw. It's just explosive force. So he throws and has explosive force. Who's that? Yeah. Uh, New Ultron. His... Before damage on his spender, he throws you and then has wild explosive force. 
So if you have somebody blocking the push, you can throw them out and then push everybody, um, which is pretty cute. But also, so you can do throw a size 4 enemy, then throw a size 4 piece of terrain, and then bow somebody else. And then you have an AoE push on the, the spender as well. He just has crazy map board manipulation, for considering that he's a, like a beater. Um, and then also Modok and him both have helmets, so they can't be pushed or advanced by Mystic or Superpowers. And so it gives you nice anchor models that are really tough to put on the front line. And then because Modok can spend other people's power, you got Wong and Mordo in the list. And then for the grunts, when the grunts are attacking, Mordo can kick in extra dice on their thing and it damages them, which is good for you because you want them to die anyway. Right. And so you actually, it's actually pretty cute. Modoc, I actually like a lot of the combos. Modok has a lot of synergy across the list. Like a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, fun times. Uh, I plan on playing this tomorrow. Cool. Um, that's all I have for today. Do you guys have anything else you want to chat about? I just want to say, and I, I put this on the Discord, that I am very proud of you guys. I was I was very, very happy with your guys' performance. As to saying, from, I, I couldn't be there or own any of it, but I was just happy that you were... I was happy to be part of the thing that you guys were repping there, even a little bit. Mm. I was very proud of you guys. I posted as much as soon as as soon as your last round was over. But thank you for ripping Infamous. I think you guys did great. Yep. Uh, super fun time. I think I think we are pretty proud of how we did. So. I think that um, and I, I didn't see how everyone else's games went, but I kind of know the demeanor of everybody. Um, like my goal was to make sure that everyone that I played walked away and thought, you know, that was a good game, cool guy. You know, I'd play again. Uh, represented kind of, you know, the podcast and the people and, you know, United States, all that stuff well. Uh, and I, I think that we all did that really well. Um, I Hopefully that, I know Aaron had a couple games where he might have got tilted, Aaron England. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I think everyone else, I'm not sure exactly how those went, but it seemed like everyone else did pretty good. And that made mm-hmm. me very happy. Like, because I, I know... Sweaty tabletop gamers can kind of come across a certain way, but this event was not like that at all. Like everyone came and represented no, yeah. very, very well. Everyone, everyone was super positive. Yeah, it was really, it was really nice. Uh, People <laughs> don't normally like me. Agreed. <laughs> I mean, my, you're my throwing fucking opponent. shields. <laughs> <laughs> my last opponent liked me enough to to trade me a, you know, my infamous jersey for his homoerotic picture of Storm and Logan. It's uh, overtly masculinized uh, homosexual art. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You do I draw a certain crowd. One of those. You both draw which, a certain which, crowd. Which my wife said, "I'm not allowed to wear anywhere but to the geekery," and I said, "Cool." <laughs> Every Thursday. Oh God. Well, we'll <laughs> never see it because you're gonna be wearing a hoodie the whole time. Uh, Sleeveless. Uh, might, might have to change how I roll. A very deep V. <laughs> Painting was a gift, Todd. I'm keeping it. <laughs> I'm keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but yeah, man. I, re- I really like it. I'm, I'm not ragging on you. I I think we did. Uh, I think we did awesome. Uh, I'm really uh, just couldn't have been better. Yep. All right. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed the cast. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about WCC in the future, but not too much. So, uh, hopefully, you enjoyed the wrap up. This has been Brandon and Parker and Jeremy and Mister Forty Nine Percent. And you've just listened to. The gang goes three and two.
So what are we gonna call this thing? Uh, I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just gonna put down infamous. Literally, from way across the Atlantic, you done came back. I have expected your claps to be a couple time zones behind. Yeah, I know, right? Actually, I I very much felt my claps were off. My claps were spot on, but that makes sense. I went fucking nowhere. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway. Well, I know how they're feeling, so Parker, how are you feeling? Oh, man. I am so happy. I... I decided to take uh, tomorrow off from work because you guys, you guys have definitely done enough. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm speaking to a choir here. Um, <laughs> you guys have done enough. But while, since you were gone, I just went also, just accelerator down, just on you know, dad and job stuff. But I, I earned a day off uh by just going really hard so i decided to take a day off tomorrow so that i could play more games uh pick thursday so we can go to the game shop and play some more mcp nice. i've got i've got hot ideas hot off the press you heard it here first folks parker's gonna be at the game store at 11 a.m when they open yeah i could be i don't think anyone else is gonna be there to play but i could be <laughs> it's like there will be two people there to play <laughs> oh really aaron you're gonna at be there least. that early i thought you'd take at least a little time off but you're you're raring to go again i'm, I'm i am <laughs> super excited Perrin and I will be at Big Biscuit at 10.25. Man, oh man. Good lord. Yeah, and Parker will be there, or he will be square. And everyone knows that the one thing Parker doesn't like to be is a square. I actually have never been to the Big Biscuit, and I've lived here now for 13 years, and I've never been in that place. It's nothing special. It's fine. You are it's welcome to breakfast. find out what decent breakfast tastes like at twelve twenty or 10.25 tomorrow morning. Okay. Mm. I like the cut of your jib. All right. Oh. <sighs> We made it back. Nobody even died. Um, Barely. I thought there was like a 1% chance we would die. Which, which is like crossing the Atlantic? Yeah, just in general. Like, I think about 1 in 100 people die. No. No. <laughs> Eating unpasteurized food. It's so much smaller than that. <laughs> Insanely smaller than that. How, the, the smallest amount of a percent is 1. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> the smallest amount you can go is 1. Can't go lower than 1. Uh I'm pretty How sure would that even work. I'm pretty sure if you rounded to the nearest whole number, uh, you, the nearest whole number is probably zero. Uh, to, to the likelihood of you dying on a, a transatlantic plane flight. Oh no, not just on the plane. Just because we had to travel over the plane twice, also be in Europe for like several days. Oh, I don't think any of those things could be. Fixed, Lots of people be, be in Europe. I think that's. I think it's something. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of them die. Think about it. Think about how many people in Europe die. Of old age. Most of the people <laughs> who have ever lived in Europe have died. That is true. The great majority of people who have ever, the great, insanely great majority of people who lived in Europe have died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you think about it like that, like we were lucky. Yeah, you've really squeaked by by the skin of your teeth. When you think Aaron about would call that 51%. Yeah. I am so excited to hear all about it. Do you guys feel like, I guess my first question is, 
do you feel like you could even start having the conversation now? Is it is it too fresh and too raw, or do you have you had sufficient time Which, to reflect? What conversation are you talking about? <laughs> you, is there some closet action happening? Like, what's, what the fuck's going on? Nobody, nobody prepped me for this intervention that's apparently happening. There's no intervention. What I'm saying is, the thing is, oftentimes, maybe I'm speaking for myself. When I go on a vacation, I don't actually fully appreciate the whole time I had while I'm still, you know detoxing from the the effort of the vacation itself right if you guys are still hip deep and just trying to regain your capital maybe you have a difficult time you know telling the tale well, that's my question as a seasoned veteran of the world team championships i would say personally that uh yeah i'm ready to go okay but, uh, yeah i'm excited to hear your excitement is my point i want to live vicariously through your experience and if your experience is oh my god I'm so tired. It'll be difficult to get excited about oh, doing no. it myself. <laughs> uh, I was very tired Saturday night. That was that was the most tired I had been in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys don't seem super into the ramble. Uh, do you want to just get started? Yeah. I'm kind of excited just to get started. I'm ready. To, I'm ready. To it, start. Unless there's some random bullshit you guys would like to check about, and I'm totally open to that. No, I'm ready to go. I'm just. I, I, yeah, I don't have much other than the the meat of the deal. Jeremy's. I mean, should, Jeremy's should 90, we ninety percent sleep? But you're ready for the meat of the deal, right? Because if we don't have cock gobbling Jeremy, I don't want to do this podcast. Yeah. Um. Well, as I stated in the post earlier, I I've got a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> That's all I need to hear. All right. Uh. So let's get started. Let me get a timestamp. Oh my god, there's so many questions to scroll past. That was fun. I'm surprised you two aren't just dragging ass tired at this point. I had a nap. You had a nap. I had like a 15 minute nap. Um, We're going to do movies next time for anyone listening at home. Uh, So hopefully if you're staying for the movies, you're not upset. Uh, (laughs) But we need to cut some time. So... Um. You know what's funny? I think of all the times people have just flared in instant outrage from seeing the lists, I'm really mm-hmm. interested to see if they flare in even greater outrage without a list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if this is... It, or if it'll be nothing. If it'll just be not even... Not even you should whimper. make something up. Just out of... Just, just make up bullshit. I should actually test people. And uh, what I might test is I'll leave our names on there, like in that see if just people vote a certain way based on names. Who who did you think selected the movies you would have, you would have liked the most? Oh yeah. God, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That, that, that requires us to say nothing. I yeah. like that. I'll just put like Brandon, I like that. Aaron, Brandon, Jeremy Parker, and they'll just put like asterisks and like. Uh, I want you to vote for who you think had the best one, and then afterwards we'll vote. <laughs> who will have the best ones next right. week? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes, I like that a lot. Please put that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna win. <laughs> the best movies uh, next week will be chosen I've, by. I have the post. And if you're wrong, you are an people. idiot. Yeah, it it is too, Brandon. That I thought about this the other day when I was listening to the last podcast. I was like, Brandon has the most, uh, just the most. 
I don't know how your favorite movies are also just like the top ten most popular <laughs> movies of all time. I think it's yeah. I think it's interesting. He is the co-founder of the Luddite Society that votes <laughs> on Discord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Luddite Society. <laughs> you know how hard it is to be active enough to actually convince you guys that half of these people in the Discord are real people. <laughs> like, I have to type so many random posts that you guys don't think these are just bot accounts. That's why you always uh, I tell wish us I could... you don't pay attention to the... Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I was going to say, I wish I could know that's true, well, but I know you I'm don't read it. because I'm logged in as the wrong person, so I don't see it. <laughs> I think we should do a WTC um, wrap-up episode with the team and yeah. do... Uh, just like random talks and stuff with like uh, Aaron, England and Perrin. Yeah. But yeah. Say the um, word, I'll GTFO. No, 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 not <laughs> tonight. I mean, fucking Perrin's asleep probably. So oh, no, I, I didn't mean right. now. I meant like just. Yeah. Or rather, no, no, we'll, don't we'll say do the it word. on it. We'll do it just, on a separate time. Just it tell me. Be, it won't be as podcast night. Oh, okay. Or we could do it like that one time when I walked up and it's like, oh, podcast, what about? And you're like, yeah. not for yeah, you. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Oh, okay. Let's uh, clear the room, except for you, 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 and you, and, and that guy over there. And since Parker looks around, I was like, oh, what the fuck? It's like, it's just... he's not getting it. Uh, <laughs> um, or or maybe Parker. next year you could demonstrate the capability required to get invited to go on a team, Parker. That's, That's true. true. I'll tell you exactly what I told uh, Perrin and Aaron England. is uh, I'll send you the, the link to uh, fill out the application for next year. It's going to be great. Uh, Parker, did you avail yourself of all of the amazing WTC content while we were gone? I did not listen to all of those, no. Did you listen to any of them? I listened to... I started listening to the first one. I didn't get to I didn't get to finish it. I could tell how much he cared. It's really coming through in the effort level. Uh, while I was away, I kind of cut myself off from social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out my uh, grandpa was diagnosed with Viagra addiction. I mean, we're all taking it kind of hard, but no one's taking it harder than Grandma. <laughs> I knew where that was going. <laughs> Jeremy, did you care for half a second, or did you see it? Um, half a second, I cared. <laughs> but then Got again, it. I was like, "Is Aaron sharing some sort of personal information?" And then I was like, yeah. "This is a that's joke. how that's how I knew it this was is a joke." Er, <laughs> uh, er, Jeremy, why is the chef so mean? Don't know. Because she beats the eggs and whips the cream. Yeah, I, that one was. Uh, I couldn't figure out which beating and whipping and whatnot you were coming up with. Yeah. Something. <sighs> All right. Well, we need to we need to wrap this up because some of us gotta get out. All righty. Uh, cool. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Bye.